0: go and we're on coming at you from new jersey the capital of misery and the place where metal forgot to die this is here lies metal the podcast that brings you the origins history and culture of everything metal once again i am maledictus and this is samantha hello and we shall be your overlords for today and all of eternity welcome Aren't you people tired of my intro? Should I change it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, is it cheesy? Is it cheesy radio? I, I have no I have no other ability but to do cheesy. I grew up on cheesy radio. Like, I have to act like a DJ at all times.
1: I mean, I, th- I think the beginning is strong, but you, you need to
0: look like at it. Strong beginning. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know. I always just I have to be the radio guy. You know, the guy with the voice. I have a radio voice, people. I, I can't help it. I'm going to talk like this the whole time. I should have been a radio, I should have been a voice guy, you know, I, would have, like, you know, I wouldn't have had to do this podcast, I would have just been a voice guy somewhere. don't still do it. I could, I still have a voice, my voice is still here, you know, I'm getting older, my voice is still fine. Alright, anyway, let's get on with this thing. So, um, before we start, uh, we're going to do a little review now, and, and this is uh, topical on what the subject we're going to do today, which we'll get to in a minute, um, obviously everyone's talking about the Motley Crue biopic on Netflix called The Dirt, based on their um, book that they probably came out like 20 years ago, I think the book came out. But everyone's talking about this movie. Some people hate it, some people like it. So what do we think about it? It was bad. Yeah, it was like, um, someone said it was, and this is very accurate, it was like an after school special with sex and drugs. And that's really what it felt like. It wasn't.
1: I guess it had the depth of of an after-school special, but it didn't have a message. It had
0: a message, right.
1: They usually have some kind of moral they're trying to import. But, like, with the dirt, like, yes, they clean up, you know, they get off the the drugs and the booze, but, like, there was no consequences to the drugs and the booze, really. Like, they somehow found a way to make, like, Nikki Six dying and Vince Neil killing somebody seem like, it wasn't that
0: bad. Yeah, they really it's glossed over that. They really glossed over. It It was a very, you know, if you hear the story of the survivors of, of Hanoi Rocks, I mean, you, you hear what they have to say about Vince you Neal. Know, you should read that article, see the, the venom they have to say about him, and it's all legit. Uh, yeah, it. it's um one thing that re- they really had me. At, number one, it didn't feel like it was in the 80s. It felt like they were doing that all today. I felt like this was some really debaucherous band that was doing that all in this day and age. There was no not one point in the movie where I felt like it was in the 80s. you know. And I think you need a budget to do that. You need some money to give it that feel and that retro feel. And they did not have that in any way. And another thing that really pissed me off is it's a movie about a hair metal band. There was no hair.
1: The hair was wrong. They got the hair wrong.
0: Yeah. The least thing they could have done, I'm sure this wouldn't have costed that much money. Um, is to give them hair like they had just pretty you know unoffensive hair like their hair was just pretty it could have if they had those haircuts today it would have been no one would look at them different you know if the hair they had you
1: know i think the band was like too involved in the making of this movie and i bet they're embarrassed of that hair (laughs) and that's why they were like don't you know Okay, don't literally do the hair we had.
0: Yeah, apparently there was a lot of inaccuracies in the movie um, some people were like, getting at.
1: I mean, everything was just, like, soft.
0: It was type, soft. Soft softball, mm-hmm.
1: balled, soft peddled?
0: Yeah. It was uh, It was soft. And, and I thought the Queen movie was soft. No, this is, I think oh, this is this way was softer. Like... <laughs> yeah.
1: Queen movie was like sandpaper compared to this. Yeah.
0: And and, and and there's a lot of sex in the movie, but that doesn't make it any better. That doesn't, like, so It They had a lot of sex. That does not give you... Feel that they are just these animals at all. They're just, you know, like a rock band, they're having sex with lots of women and doing lots of drugs. But that didn't really shock me in any way. No. The way they portrayed it, it looked, you know. I mean, it
1: wasn't beyond any of the usual cliches. Yeah. Like, what a rock star lifestyle is supposed to be like. Yeah, it
0: was just like whatever. And it did It's didn't... like,
1: okay, yeah, they're like, you know, the quintessential, you know, bad boy rock star. Yeah, it
0: didn't seem like it was any different from any other band. You know, it didn't seem like this legend we know of Motley Crue, this legend we hear about of them, you know, of them with Ozzy snorting ants off of the floor and licking each other's piss up. I mean, they had that part, but it just wasn't. I was not shocked when the guy who portrayed Ozzy, which was really bad, um, was. Was snorting ants off the floor. It's like, yeah, and you know, it just didn't wasn't filmed in a shocking way. It, it wasn't effective I mean, at all. It's
1: funny, you know. It's called the dirt, but it's very glossy. It's very glossy. It's, it's very clean. Yeah. Like it really doesn't show you like how disgusting this life probably no. was. It doesn't and the acting, show you any of the grit. No. Um. And
0: I'm sure there was a lot of grit.
1: It doesn't show any any of the bad shit.
0: No. No. Like and,
1: and uh, even the bad shit looked good.
0: Yeah. Like. Vince Neil kills someone. And he's just like, oh, and the guy's dying in his lap, and he's like, oh, is it Christmas? You know, it made mean, it was just, like a
1: sweet moment. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, I'm so Vince sorry, such I killed a nice you. Guy.
0: Vince Neil never apologized for that. He never apologized to them, to that band, to that guy's friends. And I, and one, you know, interesting enough, I was in the article I was reading about um, the guitarist of Hanoi Rocks. Uh, he's an actual gypsy. He's a real life, you know, Romany, and, um, yeah, and. I think he put the curse on Vince Neil, man. I think he put the curse on him, gypsy curse. You know, that's what happens.
1: Spreading dangerous stereotypes. I I
0: don't know, man. That's that. It was never said anywhere, but I just put two and two together. I'm like, that guy's a gypsy. You know, and there's a
1: reason they rounded the gypsies up, Steve. Gypsies do. What you're saying. I think
0: you know because they put curses on people. People get scared. I think they put curses on people, though. You fuck with them, you know. I'm not saying you put them in death camps, man, but you know, you fuck with them, you know, bad things happen to you. You know, just avoid them. Just don't fuck with them, you know?
1: Yeah, and the car accident, they kind of made it seem like it was just an accident. Like, maybe he had a little bit to drink, but he was, like, lucid.
0: Yeah, which like, I don't think was the case at all. I think he was shit faced in real life. Like you know, they were like, just
1: having a, you know, a fun conversation. Yeah. Like, like were, oh, I, you know,
0: I. They were talking about, the um, they were talking about something really stupid and, and really, like, bro Like, oh, like, what if you had to, like, be shot or have sex with Cindy Lauper? Like, like what the fuck does that mean? Like you know, what's wrong with Cindy Lauper, First of Russia's all,
1: boy George. That's why I was like what? <laughs> yeah. Is Cindy Lauper that bad?
0: No. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think I when I was a kid, I thought she was pretty hot, you know?
1: Apparently I I guess probably Nikki 6 doesn't like
0: Cindy Lauper. or it was Vince Neil. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I mean he's like a bro. I mean I guess
1: you look at like the type of woman Yeah. The crew he's
0: getting these blonde with, women with big fake tits.
1: With, like playmates and stuff. Yeah.
0: Why would he like Cindy? Somebody like Cindy Lopper? She's a weird girl, you it's know.
1: Practically a man.
0: Yeah. So that's the kind of, you know, thing they go anyway, for. They were very proud was a
1: really even just going off like, you know, that it, it was not the truth. It was like some like weird veneer
0: they should have that
1: they that Motley Crue wants you to think of them.
0: They like, should've it was uh, just also
1: just a bad movie.
0: Yeah, it just wasn't it was very low budget. It was really like, acted. Yeah, it felt like a high school spe- you know, high after school special. Like that's the feeling it had. It was very it was very empty. Um the movie would have been good if you hated Motley Crue at the end of it. That's where it should have went. But you, you, know, you need a lot of money for that. You need actors cost. You know, if they got some real actors, which you know, Netflix is like, listen, we're only putting this much money towards this movie. Okay, that's that's what it is. And you know, I think Netflix enough makes people make some
1: good things. They can
0: exactly make some good things. They they give you um, Stranger not Things. Blame Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's, you know, it's got more to do with Netflix. Obviously, there's production and everything and all that, you know. I'm
1: saying the band was over-involved.
0: Yeah, and they just wanted this propaganda piece, you know. They didn't want really... They wanted you to feel good at the end. Like, hey, we're doing okay, you know. We're, we made it through this, and we're still... You know, I think they stopped playing in 2015, I think. They, they actually. Um If you watch it, you know, one more thing. If you watch a video of them playing in 2015, it's embarrassing not the rest. I mean, I think the rest of them are fine, but Vince Neil, like he's just this big fat guy who's incapable of. I mean, he's able to hold the tune, but he. I was there's something in his brain where he can't remember any of the lyrics, or he. I don't know why, but if there's a live video of him singing "Doctor Feelgood," obviously a classic song, "Doctor Feelgood," um, and he's just mumbling with the lyrics. He's going, he's literally doing that. And you can hear it as clear as day. You could like, if you're listening, you're like, what is, what is he doing? Like, how is this okay? You just, I don't know. It was really embarrassing.
1: You think you could do a better job if you were put up there right now?
0: I I don't think I could sing. Like, I, I, I probably can't, like, my voice probably isn't powerful enough to, Well, would you know the words? Yeah, I I could memorize the words. I listened to that song probably eighty million times when I was in seventh grade. Yeah, I think I could could in a few minutes. Yeah, (laughs) I think in a few minutes I could have got the song. I wouldn't, you know, I don't think I could sing it too well. You know, Vince Neil doesn't have a very good range either. In fact, that's why Motley Crue tuned down to D because you know it's like he couldn't get the voice. which is usually why people do that. You know that's why a lot of bands today, as they get old, they start to tune down. Like Metallica, for example, tunes to E flat because they can't. James Hetfield can't get that voice anymore. So that's what happens after you get old. You kind of lose that ability to have a high voice. So anyway, that's the dirt on the dirt, and it was dirt. It was dirt poor. It was no dirt. It was dirt shit. Um, it was, should call it the shit. You know, it wasn't good. You know, so I don't know. You should watch it, but you know, whatever. Yeah. They, they need to, if they're going to make rock biopics, they need to make them powerful. They need to make them gritty. They need to make them bloody. You know, like, don't hold I mean, back.
1: This would have been okay if it was, like, really funny or something.
0: Yeah, at least it was funny. At least it was really sarcastic. Like, like
1: okay, it's not a very true uh, portrayal of what yeah, happened. Yeah, it's just but exaggerated.
0: It's it wasn't even exaggerated. That's the thing. Like, I think everything that happened there happened. It wasn't, like,. Like, nothing there shocked me. Like, they, at least they could have exaggerated it and made it really ridiculous.
1: That would have been good. Yeah,
0: but they didn't even do that. Like, I didn't Like, feel... I don't
1: really want to see, watch a serious movie about Ali yeah. Crew and all their trials. And, and it things.
0: was mostly serious. Though so they had, like, a little bit of sarcasm in it. Like, they would do a lot of fourth wall stuff, you know? Like, they would be like, oh, well, now it's his turn to talk, you know? Yeah. Like, so they would, they would do a lot of fourth wall things. And I was like, oh, that was a little interesting. It didn't, it, but, I didn't think it worked very well. You know, but that was the only thing that, you know, I was like, oh, that was good. I like that they... Kind of went off script there a little bit. But yeah, otherwise, I don't know. We need a really good rock movie. You know, I think a lot of bands today deserve a a biopic. Biopic.
1: I mean, I don't know. I think biopics are stupid. I don't know. I'd prefer, you know, just the documentary.
0: Yeah. Well, we had those. We had this series.
1: You know, like when we saw the Queen movie, you know, like. They did a good job with the re- recreating the live performances, but at the end yeah. of the day, I'd, I'd still rather watch Queen actually do it. Yeah, they, so that's, if it was a documentary, you'd, you'd get to watch Queen do it.
0: That's one thing um, the Queen Living got right is the, the performances; they really did that well. Um,
1: I mean, yeah, it was the best part, but still, yeah. I'd rather watch was,
0: the real thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing like the real thing for, for Queen. I mean, legendary on stage performances of Queen. So anyway, let's get to this podcast, huh? That was a dirt on the dirt. So, um. So, this is going to be a special one. It might piss some of you off. You're going to be like, "This is." I thought this was a "Here Lies Metal" podcast. What? what, What's with this? But um, here at the "Here Lies Metal" podcast, we are all inclusive to all forms of things that were considered metal, and that includes everyone. That will include things we don't like. That'll include things we like. But we are all inclusive, and everyone's allowed in the "Here Lies Metal." Um. House, the house, the castle, the fortress of here lies metal. The cemetery. Cemetery. The mausoleum. Mausoleum. Crypt. Sarcophagus. Everyone is allowed in here, okay? And I don't care. I'm not going to be like, no, they can't come in here. No, this is all inclusive, okay? Just like your workplace now. It's all inclusive. So so, um, let's take it back to young Maledictus now. Take it back a long time. Before you were born, probably. The year is like 1985, 1986. Young Maledictus is sitting in front of MTV. Because that's what we did, you know. We'd, sit, we'd come home and we'd sit in front of the MTV. That, that's what was going on. They were, video, they were actually playing videos, so we'd watch them. Because, you know, I was going to Catholic school and I needed some rebellion. And, of course, I was scared of everything. So most of the things I would see there were, I just had, you know, some sort of uneasiness about most of it. But I was learning. I was slowly opening my mind to it.
1: We're drawn to it anyway.
0: Yeah, of course. And on MTV at this time, there's a lot of a lot of hair metal bands. You know, th- that was a normal thing on MTV. It wasn't. You know, there was like hip hop and stuff like that, which you know, like maybe was more popular on MTV later on. Like that was there too. But most of it was, I think, in the absolute mainstream of MTV. The, the heavy rotation was mostly metal-like acts, you know, not, not like really heavy stuff, but stuff with guitars, stuff with loud guitars, and guys with big hair, and a lot of debauchery, that was why, you know, that was, MTV was the reason why we have what the subject of this podcast will be, um, it's all, because it was all about visuals, it was was all about videos, so I'm sitting there watching this stuff, and, you know, I'm enjoying it, you know, I'm like, hey, I, I think I like this, I, I think i want to do this i'm watching the tv and my parents would of course would come in they want to watch the news or something and they'd be like what is this they they look like girls you know and of course the the those rock stars on tv kind of did look like girls i mean they had makeup they had big pink hair with glitter i mean look they looked they, some of them were very attractive women and uh you know, of course, I couldn't accept that as a, you know, as a kid, I would now just simply be like, no, they don't. You know, this is cool. You know, and my parents, I, you know, looking back, I think they were right. You know, they, they look like girls. And
1: that, what? are you saying that's bad?
0: No, but that was the thing back then. Some bands more than others. And we'll get into that, you know, in, in our, um, our strata of bands on this playlist, there is different grades of this pot of, of the subject of this podcast, which, of course, is the evolution of hair metal. And I know you're all out there like, what? How can you be doing a podcast on hair metal? Like I said, we're all inclusive here. Hair metal gets a voice and it's time we talked about. It's time we talked about some of the origins of the maledictus you have here. You know, when I was a kid, what do you think the first, my first introductions to rock and roll music was? It was hair metal, people. That's what it was. It wasn't Led Zeppelin. It wasn't Black Sabbath yet. It it was hair metal. That's the first thing I saw. So that's what I liked. You know, I wanted, you know, I liked Motley Crue. I liked Bon Jovi. You know, I liked Poison as a little kid, you know, and we'll get into all these bands, okay, and, and what their worth is today and when, what what their influence was and the dent or lack of dent, you know, they made in the music industry, whatever it might be. So, um, like I would say hair metal, like I said before, was my first rebellion against anything, you know, is a major part of my formation, what you have today, like I said, and, um, For my Catholic school life, you know. And this was a time when we had no internet or social media. So, you know, this was everything. But
1: your parents wouldn't stop you from listening to
0: No, not for the most part. No. No, they weren't, like, they weren't aware enough, really. Some parents, I guess, were more aware than others. Like, oh, you can't watch that. But, you know, my parents were like, oh, he's watching TV. You know, oh, what's that silliness on TV? You know, I don't think they were aware of the whole satanic panic, really. They weren't really, their ear wasn't to the ground on that one. So... I was scared of it myself. I didn't really take my parents to be like, don't watch it. I was like, oh, no, I heard it myself. And I was like, I shouldn't watch that. I was, uh, no, you know, I was brainwashed, you know, into my own judgment, you know, by hearing that stuff. You know, my parents would mention it. My father wouldn't. He's definitely, his ear was not to the ground at all. All he knew is that music was garbage. Did There was no, it didn't matter if Satan was involved or not. It was garbage. If they were singing about Christianity, it was garbage, okay? Didn't matter. So... History of hair metal, people. Here we go. A chronological playlist from the origins of hair metal to where hair metal is to this day. Here we go. What is this?
1: It's your favorite band.
0: This is... They're... Ultimately... You know, in the most primitive form, there are two bands that influence most of the music that are on this podcast that will, you know, in the in the most basic sense, I'm not trying to say these two bands are responsible for metal music, but they obviously are a big starting point for a lot of people. You know, there's Black Sabbath for all of, you know, the bands like, you know, bands like Judas Priest the good or, ones. you know, the good ones, the, 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 the stuff that you expect me to talk about. And it was Led Zeppelin on the other side of it. And I think Led Zeppelin... I object to
1: this. All right,
0: that's your opinion. But Led, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin was
1: also influential
0: to Oh, the oh definitely. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt that they weren't. However, I think more than Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin okay, was an that. influence to a lot of the bands we're going to talk about. They were the basic influence. And of course, there was a lot of glam rock in the 70s, too, which we'll get into. But I think Led Zeppelin was the basis for all of it. And Led Zeppelin, I think, inspired a lot of the hard rock and stuff that wasn't metal. So, this song is called The Rover, of course. It's off of the Physical Graffiti album. You know, you know all this. I don't like to talk about Led Zeppelin. All you people are out there are probably like, Yeah, Led Zeppelin, he's finally playing Led Zeppelin, yeah. Yeah, I know you mouth breathers out there, you are loving this, but I was never into Led Zeppelin. I like this song, it's a cool song. But, I mean, they are very talented, but, you know, a little overrated. There's a lot of other really good guitarists out there and Jimmy Page is not the sun and the moon of everything. Just, I just want everyone to know that. And, you know, we have to do an episode actually on Jimmy Page and, well, actually we kind of covered him a little bit on the Aleister Crowley episode, but Jimmy Page is kind of a major occultist, but why are we getting into that? That's another thing. So what
1: do you think Led Zeppelin did for hair metal?
0: I think they set the visuals, Robert Plant, the way he conducted himself on stage with that big bulge in his pants, you know, I think (laughs) his his style of singing, his swagger you know, and, and a lot of Jimmy Page's riffs. That very loose style, very bluesy. You know, I think that really, just just this song especially, like, you could really turn this to like a hair metal song almost. You know, if you made it less primitive, you made it more produced, you could turn this to a hair metal song. It's just a, the rhythm of it. You know, the, the very loose, bluesy riffs. You know, I think this could be, this is a very good base to hair metal, this song. So, they're over. Fine, legs up. So let's move on. Now, this next band, of course, is a major, um, uh, this is a, a major, probably, like, one of the most important influences on hair metal, and, of course, other kinds of metal as well, but, and these guys, of course, you know, would never really go away as, as, you know, part of this type of music. This, of course, is Kiss, and this song is, of course, about Gene Simmons' cock being cast in plaster and this was of course based on a real um person that used to cast rock stars penises she had a whole collection of
1: this is like the worst story it is
0: it's true and this song of course is called Plastercaster. it's on the love gun album and by the way every time kiss says love they mean cock that's so anytime you hear paul Stanley or Gene simmons say my love," is, they mean my dick so just so you know that's kiss lingo for a cock and kiss of course is one of the most important We're gonna do. I think we're gonna do an episode on cock rock, and of course, Kiss is very an important um, influencer and pioneer of that type of music, and you know that could, of course, could go into hair metal as well. But you know, it's basically music about you know people that are are obsessed with their own dicks, and Gene Simmons obviously is obsessed with his own dick. So this song, just subject wise and visual wise, is a major influence to hair metal, right? Yes. I mean, what's hair metal about? It's about cocks. Mostly. You know? Can we agree on that?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's a very uncomfortable subject, but this is, you know, a major part.
1: It's just such a strong mental imagery
0: for this. It's happened. You could look, you can see pictures of it, you know. Oh really? Oh no, yeah, it was. It's a mo- it's it's exist like this m- cluster mold. Just Gene
1: Simmons
0: Oh, there's many. No, there's a whole collection the, of them.
1: Oh, the gallery.
0: Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have Jimi Hendrix. They have you know, a whole bunch of people. Probably Jim Morrison. Probably uh, you know Mick Jagger. Whatever, everybody. You know all the guys. And they would. It's a
1: little disturbing.
0: Yeah, that's that's what she would do. And I'm sure you know she'd get some more on the side. You know Gene Simmons is talking about you know like having sex with this girl too, obviously.
1: I mean, that's you know. Kind of just assumed.
0: Yeah, if he had sex with three thousand women, she had to be one of them. You know, like that's just how would he? I mean, you also, know? if like
1: your hobby is taking, plaster, yeah, you're probably going to test it. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, you're going to test it. So, whoever this girl, I don't know who she was, but there's she was a thing, and he's talking about that as as he does. So, yeah, so that's you know, Kiss's vocal, you know, subject matter and visual look that would seriously influence this genre. Uh, of hair metal, one of the most important um, influences, one of the most important uh, origins of hair metal, I think, was Kiss. I mean,
1: do you think musically
0: they are? Yeah, I think musically too, because they had this very simple, loose style. Um, and Kiss wasn't very good, you know. Yeah. Their, their music was kind of garbage, but they were always fun, and they, you know, their songs were catchy, so people yeah, I mean, would like. Better
1: than a lot of hair metal.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and they would of course continue to exist in that era we'll get into that so cheap trick there's no doubt about cheap trick being a huge influence on hair metal um in the origins of hair metal just her whole that huge stage show you know the a, a very energetic guitar player of course uh, ricky dillson who would dress in these outrageous outfits and have these outrageous looking guitars that of course you know, the whole hair metal was a very visual thing because of the MTV video. And Cheap Trick, of course, was doing that before there were videos. So, no doubt about it, Cheap Trick from Rockford, Illinois, is, um, a huge influence on the hair metal we would have in the 1980s. The song is called Gonna Raise Hell, and it's from the Dream Police album. It's a very influential album. I like Cheap Trick a lot. Um,
1: I feel like I don't know very much about You should
0: Cheap listen Trick. to Cheap Trick more. There's such an influence on so much music. I mean, their catalog
1: is so
0: deep. Yeah, it's, it's pretty deep. It's fairly deep. It's a little intimidating. It's fairly deep. They're known for their live album, Live at Budokan in Japan. They did this a huge live concert, which is one of those legendary live albums of the 70s. The 70s had a lot of legendary live albums, and that's one of them. You know, that and Kiss Alive. And, you know, you know, Cheap Trick is a, is a really good band. Very influence, influential band around the Chicago area. I mean, think about all those Chicago bands like, um, Smashing Pumpkins, huge influence on, you know, Cheap Trick. Like, Cheap Trick is like the, the gods of that area, you know, that whole Chicago scene. So Cheap Trick, definitely a great band, you know, huge influence on a lot of music. I- I'm surprised how many people, you know, from legit bands like Cheap Trick. You know, it,
1: legit bands? yeah, you, you don't know. Think legit band should like future? You would
0: think they wouldn't. You would think, oh, they're probably not into that. But you know, but they are because it's it's such a good sound. It, it. They were such a good band. They were not hacks in any way. Like, you know, if you compare them with Kiss, I mean, they they were actually really talented. And Cheap Trick is one of those bands that has a very heavy Beatle influence. A lot of their songs are very Beatley. They do a lot of those Beatle chords that I was talking about the other day. A lot of those weird... I don't know how that works. Those... I don't know how those chords go into each other. But you know, that Beatle sound. I, I don't know how it works. I have to figure that out. I have to do an episode of Beatle metal. All, all bands that are influenced by the Beatles that sound like the Beatles. So... No doubt about it. Cheap Trick. Of course van halen here we
1: go
0: this is where it really this is where the border was this is what brought 70s metal sev- you know, the 70s influencers into 80s hair metal it was van halen of course van halen was t- such a good band though such an amazing band they're more when you listen to those, it's 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 fun it's it's party it's debaucherous and it's prog at the same time a lot of people say Eddie Van Halen is overrated. I think he's underrated. When I really listen to him, I'm like... I, I just find something new in his playing every time I listen to it. Um, You know, and he did a lot of drugs, man. Some say he invented cocaine. So... It's, yes, it's been said that Eddie Van Halen invented cocaine. He grew it himself.
1: That sounds true. He, yeah,
0: it's, it's very possible. Uh, you know, those guys partied. And they were... So, you, you'll never... The universe will never create a combination like that. A singer, a frontman like David Lee Roth, who is this ball of just energy and intelligence just exploding. If you ever heard this guy talk, he's just one of those amazing human beings, you know, that knows so much about music, you know, that has such amazing influence, that had such an amazing life. And still does today, and and, as, and a talent like Eddie Van Halen, uh, just combined, and everyone in the band, you know, and Alex and, and Michael as well. It's such a unique sound that's never been heard before, and that could never be, you know, replicated. Uh, you know, I used to really just, you know, kind of gloss over Van Halen, you know, because I think I mostly heard them during most of my life was with their Sammy Hagar days, which isn't bad, but it's not, it's not this period, the late seventies Van Halen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can very clearly blame this era of Van Halen for hair
0: metal. Absolutely. Um,
1: It's fun. But I can't be mad at it because the music is really good.
0: It's so good. This album is so good. It's an amazing album. Um, This, of course, is their first album. Uh, And all their 70s albums are just... Into the 80s. Everything with David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, they of course, they changed their sound, but they never stopped being proggy. Even... though it was very an 80s sound it was very like a lot of synth heavy it, like it, it's so it influences like prog metal as well it, it's it's a lot deeper than you think it is it, and it's fun too and it's debaucherous and it's sinful as well it's not nerdy that's what's amazing about Van Halen so I'll stop blowing smoke up their asses because they're just an amazing band um so that that you know com- completes the 70s, um, pre-hair metal, um, era of what would influence, so, of of hair metal. Of course, now we get into the 80s, and now you have MTV, so now you need videos. So, here we go. There there was a very important in-between band, I think, that really launched a lot of the L.A. scene, where a lot of, you know, the first hair metal would really come from. Obviously, it's L.A., you know, it's Hollywood, that goes hand in hand with that whole scene. And it was a band called London apparently. That I cannot find any music from, but everyone apparently was in this band. Um Nicky Six was in this band, um people from Guns N Roses were in this band, uh, guys from Wasp were in this Band, guys from Cinderella were in this band. This was like the first real proto band of all of hair metal. And they were called London. And, you know, if you could find any stuff on it, you know, let me know. But I couldn't find any stuff on Spotify, so I'm not gonna play it. I just want to mention how influential they were to really the formation of the LA um sunset strip scene. And how it was launched off of one real band. I think that band, you know, um Deserves a lot more credit for wherever they were. If you looked them up on Wikipedia, they had like a million members. It was one of those bands that just kept changing. I mean, it
1: sounds like a shitty band. I mean, it probably
0: <laughs> wasn't. It, it probably wasn't good. But it's just the fact that everyone was, the everyone was in the band. It's kind everyone
1: of like they leaves the band to form successful. Yes. Other bands. So
0: they were probably like a really shitty band. Um, that they're All kind of like to, the Yardbirds, I guess. I want you know to hear about
1: the one guy from London and they, they didn't go on. Yeah, the there's probably a lot of them.
0: Though, if you look at them up, there's like there's like a list of like forty guys. That, that were in this band. Let's
1: tell his stories, to
0: you. Let's find him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into this band, London. And, you know, being that we are metal investigators, we got to find out more about this band. But I guess, I guess, like London was more like, like kind of like a Yardbirds, like everyone, every influential guitar player was in them. But you know, the Yardbirds kind of suck, you know. Uh, there's some like music nerd out there like, what are you talking about The yard <laughs> b- b- <laughs> what are you talking about I don't know I don't, they, what, what was your song they have that one song I don't know um, I don't have it in my mind that they suck they, they, have, they have a hit uh, for your love is that the one I don't know but everyone was in that band you know Clapton uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Page everyone, Jeff Beck all those fucking guys that you know everyone worships is in there but it's it's sort of like the same thing. So that, that was an important yeah, part. Yeah,
1: except this is for hair metal.
0: This is for hair metal. So it's not as, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's probably a much, lo- we, have, we have a much lower bar here. Of course, this is L.A. Sunset Strip. It's all about, you know, drugs and pussy. So that's what, that, that's why this band probably exists. You know, that they're like, that's what we want, bro. You know, like they're not, you know, interested in really changing music. I don't think that's their goal. I think a lot of these bands, it wasn't their goal to be like, hey, I'm gonna really influence music with my guitar playing. I, you, you think any of them ever said that? You know, I think maybe they had the same attitude as like punk rockers in a way. Only they had a different end game. You know, I don't I think punk rockers are more just trying to be like, hey, we're gonna rebel. We don't care. We don't care about our music. You know, hair metal was like, we're just gonna get you know drugs and pussy. We don't care about our music and money. You know, this is Hollywood. You know, I think it, it wasn't really about the music for a lot of them. Uh, Some of them, uh, and we'll get into some of them. The music was actually really good, and you had some really talented musicians in some of these bands. Others were absolute fluff. And I'm gonna point out every time I read a band here from the '80s hair metal scene, I'm gonna say good band or bad band. It's gonna be that simple: good or bad. You know where I think they're important, and and a lot of that shows because a lot of those because the good bands are still playing today and are still still have a legendary status, and a lot of them really were never really affected by the crash. When I look at their albums, you know, the albums that came out, maybe they weren't popular, but a lot of the, a lot of the good bands were still making albums during this crash, you know, they were still going. So, we'll get, let's let's start this thing. So, okay, so MTV is on. You need visuals and these guys, of course, were a major part of the early MTV days. This is Quiet Riot, with the song Metal Health. Of course, Quiet Riot had a famous anthem. Um Come on, field noise. That is called a rock and roll anthem. That is something you could sing along to. Something you could scream at your parents. <laughs> you know, Twisted Sister had one too. Why don't we put Twisted Sister in this? I don't know. They were, we can't put everyone, you know. But we'll give you Quiet Riot instead. Very similar. Very mean looking. Early hair metal. And they were very mean looking. They had that like mask. Did you know that Randy Rhodes formed this band? Really? Yes. Randy Rhodes actually um, formed Quiet Riot before, like in the late 70s. And he went on, of course, to be Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist. But funny thing, if you listen to Quiet Riot with Randy Rhoads, he's not like a crazy guitar player. He's very normal. It was until he got to with Ozzy that he became this very artistic guitar player. So yeah, interesting fact about Quiet Riot. So Quiet Riot was very rebellious. You know, I was definitely scared of them as a kid. You know?
1: You know, you didn't say good band, bad
0: band. Quiet Riot, eh, bad band. They, They will always have those hits are they around today? Their lead singer died maybe like 10 years ago. Um, you know, there's Rudy Sarzo, of he's still around. He plays with like everyone. He's like the bass player. He's played with Ozzy as well. Um, he's one of the really kind of leftovers from that band. But are they really a major influence? They're more of a novelty, quite right? You know, with a song called Bang Your Head. Or it's, a
1: good time song. <laughs> it's a good
0: time song. That's all it was.
1: Well, I do not like. Come on, feel the noise. They're not. Just, I find it they're, annoying. They're not
0: high quality songs, so I no. Think this song
1: is better
0: than that one. Yeah, yeah. They just look. Okay they're not going to have any deep songs I'll though. To this. Yeah, they're okay. But some of these bands will have deep songs. Some of these bands will have memorable, <laughs> okay, like songs. Song. Yeah, this is this is. I'm mad. There's you deep, know. Hair
1: metal? What? There's deep hair
0: metal. Yeah, they're We'll get to that so quiet right? you know mtv band. one of the first mtv bands they had a lot of visuals they had a lot of fire and tits in their videos you know it's everything you wanted back then so let's move on this of course is part of the new wave british heavy metal scene but these guys would cross that line and be one of the, they would hair metal you know new wave british heavy metal would definitely be a part of the formation of hair metal um, yeah, it
1: definitely came out
0: of it. Absolutely. There was a lot of... It was a very fine line. It was a very gray area back then. A lot of those bands... Kind
1: of like the watering down. Yeah. And like the new wave.
0: Absolutely. And, and it would... You know, the shitification. Yeah, I think you know as the scene dragged on, it kind of got shitty. And it was MTV, so they wanted to be on that, so they started getting visual. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the, a lot of the new wave, hair metal, new wave British heavy metal bands, a lot of them are kind of like... You know they're wearing very leopardy skin stuff, and even like the heavier bands are. You know they're kind of dressed this like, time. yeah, 1981, 1982. You know a lot of them are dressed like they should be hair metal bands. Only they're making like heavier music songs that you know Metallica would Maybe be.
1: Maybe hair metal is dressed like them. Maybe
0: that's true. Because Maybe hair they started is new. that. Absolutely. They're not so copying
1: hair metal. Yeah, hair metal is
0: copying them. That, that's what that was. What and was then rock it takes and roll? It to
1: another extreme. Yeah,
0: that's what rock and roll wear was. You know that's what you were supposed to dress in: leathers and you know things like that.
1: What are we listening
0: to? This song is called You Got Me Running." It's from their first album. No, not their first album. It's from um, High and Dry. I think it was their second album. Very iconic song on this album. This was a real crossover into really By hair Def metal. Leopard. Def Leppard, of course.
1: Good band, bad band. A good band,
0: definitely. Def Leppard is a band that's still around today, still playing strong today. In fact, one of the members of Def Leppard, uh, Savo, was um, seen wearing a skeleton witch patch on his jacket, which that everyone's calling. Yes, it made the news. Yes, he was on. Day- he was wearing that a skeleton witch cool. patch. So you know, Rick Savage or Savo, as they Uh he's, he's following the trend. Yes, I don't know. And he's an old man, so I don't know. That's cool, Rick Savo. So, you know, they're still an influential band. They're all together still. Um, they have Dio's guitarist though. They have Vivian Campbell playing guitar uh, to replace the late Steve Clark. Uh, but, yeah, um, Def Leppard's always been there, you know, the crash never affected them that much, they're always together, they're a British band, you know, very different mentality than the Hollywood bands, and, you know, they weren't always hair metal, they started as new British hair metal, they came out of that scene, they went hair metal, that's what you have to do to be on MTV, that's where they went, you know, they're known for their one arm drummer, who isn't that good, but, you know, <laughs> they let him play, you know. They, they're not gonna be like, "Hey, we're gonna get rid of this guy." Nice guys. This nice guys, man. Because a lot of bands will be like, "All right, I guess you can't play anymore." So like yeah, it's
1: fine. We'll go hair metal. Yeah, they need two arms. Yeah,
0: the, you know, he had a lot of computers helping him and stuff. Well, he lost the arm after they went. It was a few albums in. He got into a drunken car accident and he lost an arm. And you know, that's something. It's like you're not, you're, you're a drummer. You don't have an arm. You're never gonna play again. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna play again," you know. So it's you know, what a what a bunch of good-hearted guys. And a lot of their songs are, you know, about alcohol. These actually guys made the Filthy Fifteen because of alcohol. They just sing about getting drunk. Their early songs were just about getting drunk, which eventually, you know, killed one of their members. So, uh, yeah, you know, definitely has credit. Good band. Definitely. They get credit. What's next? These guys, of course, um, these guys set the hair metal scene on fire. Early on, 1981, 1982, before everyone, these guys were there. These guys looked mean. Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love from their first album. Um, good band. It would take these guys a while to get shitty. I realized their first three albums, pretty fucking solid. You know, it wasn't until "With girls, 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 then they were like, ah, hey, okay.
1: I feel like that's the only era I know of
0: Molly. Like yeah, that was the, the real, videos. that's the excessive oh, yeah. hair metal scene. The, the mid-80s when it's got excessive. But this is when it was still raw. This is when it was still in the streets. And these guys are from L.A. They're not, they, they didn't like come from, you know, I, I, Indiana somewhere and like, we're going to rock it. These guys are from there, you know, and these guys, they looked mean. It was just, you know, they used to have like a lot of pentagrams and stuff. I think that was all really Nikki Six's visuals. He wants to make it kind of look evil. You wanted to really scare the fuck out of your parents, and it scared the hell out of me, like these guys, I was like, oh no, you know, they look mean to me, they would set themselves on fire, you know, and and, and these guys have a a mean sound, you know, you have Mick Mars there, who is a horribly underrated guitarist, I mean, he is an amazing guitarist, I never got any credit, because he's not good looking, he's this real, like, little short, like, ugly dude.
1: That shows you they let him in the band looking like that. Yes, and he was not good looking. For a band that was so about the
0: visual. Yeah, he was older, not good looking, and he was an amazing guitarist. He had that drop D sound, uh, just amazing sound. Yeah, the least favorite member of this band, of course, to me is Vince Neil. I think he's like a pretty boy. He did a terrible thing. He killed someone. Um, you know, he's a big fat guy that can't sing anymore. You know, I think you know. I think Tommy Lee's kind of
1: creepy.
0: Tommy Lee's got a um, apparently he's explosive got- temper. You know, he's his,
1: got some, uh, he
0: went to jail. Yeah, he's got an explosive violence. temper. Yes, he has, uh, he has this explosive I think both temper. Have been, have been yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't.
1: There's some, like, story about
0: that. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, uh, put it past them. They're not a bunch of, they're not a bunch of, uh, like, upstanding citizens. A
1: black guard at one of their oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, what happened there is, uh, Nikki Six, somebody, like, threw something at him or something. So he started, like, screaming the N word or something. Like, he lost his shit. And he started, like, yeah, and he was like raising some hell. Something happened to him. Someone attacked him or something. So he was like, it was Nikki Six. He was like raising hell or something. I mean, he was getting like really mad. So yeah, it, it involved some racial slurs out in the open. Yes, it absolutely did. Yes, true story. You can look it up. There's a video on YouTube. You can look it up. Not not hidden. But, yeah, these guys aren't um, you know most upstanding citizen upstanding members. They did a lot of drugs. You know. They banged lots of women. That's what they did. These guys, you know, well, they didn't invent that. Led Zeppelin probably invented that. But, you know, these guys, you know, they they left a huge mark in what hair metal was. And these, the songs of this album are just really good. You know, you can't swing it any other way. Before hair metal got out of control, these guys still had an edge to it, you know? What do you think?
1: I have a bad feeling that this place is going to get a lot worse as it oh, oh, it on. sure
0: is That's what happens to all scenes All scenes get worse That happened to grunge That happened to everything so I, You
1: know, I've never heard that song before and all I, you know I know girls, girls, girls
0: Molly Yeah, that's like more than mid-80s That's more when it got you know, out of control when MTV was like they are throwing definitely money at it better
1: than girls, girls, girls
0: Yeah Oh, the first album's raw it's, so, it's a raw album It's good This is This song is dumb it kind of sounds, these guys are kind of channeling the Who with this.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's like ripping them off. Absolutely. Up.
0: And that's what this kind of theme is. But this song is called The Cool Kids from Kix. These guys are one of the lamest of the hair metal bands, of the early bands. Never heard of them. Yeah, exactly. They, they, I, I knew this video because it was featured on Beavis and Butthead once. And the song has this really annoying hook where the guy goes, the cool kids, you'll hear it. And that, that's how it goes. And then our Beavis and Butthead are watching the video. And Butthead's just like, well, uh, if these are the cool kids, I wouldn't want to see the uncool kids. And that was just brilliant. Beavis and Butthead would help destroy hair metal. And we'll get into that. We'll get into the destruction of this whole genre of music. And Beavis and Butthead, of course, would have an influence on that, on, on, on MTV, on the channel that Ugh. propped all this up. You hear that? It's brutal. I heard it. There it goes. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, brutal. Oh, that's br- brutal. Bad band. Kicks. Where's Kicks today? Who the fuck knows? No one cares. Even though they were one of the earlier bands, no one cares. Bad band. Kicks. Just this is just. And look, he's even doing the stutter like uh, Roger Daltrey. You know, come on, man. a shitty version of Yeah. And I'm not going to say that who is an influencer. I mean, maybe slightly. I know. There's definitely a little bit in the sound. loud sound, you know, the loud sort of bombastic sound. Otherwise. This song is called Turn Up the Radio by Autograph. I know, I don't remember these guys, I but I Autograph. remember this song, though. I don't remember who did this, but this song, I feel like was just played all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah, the bands were starting in ni- like around 1984, 1985 in 1984 was a very important year in all of music. All the new wave bands got bad. <laughs> you know hair, metal. you know, rock music star. Like, it was the death of rock, I think, in 1984. It was when the synthes the synthy stuff and the drum machines took over. It was like 84, when every band you liked, like including the cars, including like Gary Newman, all, all like, uh, all like the, the synthy, new wave guys that you post-punk guys that you really liked, all of a sudden got bad in 1984. They just went to synth, and the hair metal band started sounding like this. A lot less, you know, really aggressive guitars like Motley Crue, and you're getting more like this stuff. So these guys are a perfect example of the crossover point between, you know, the good years of hair metal and the late, the mid-80s, excessive times of hair metal, when it was really just kind of a parody of itself, and it was doomed for crashing. And these guys are just a good transition point to that autograph with Turn up the radio. I just, I just remember this song. I don't remember these guys. Bad band because where are they now? Who the hell knows? They were just one of those fluff bands. Probably one of those second-rate bands. I don't know, but I did, hate the song. yeah, it's just a dumb song. This is one of the bad songs. So, of course. Okay, so let's 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 pause it here now. Now there, are, being that this hair metal thing was now it's now 1985, and this oops that's This hair metal thing is huge. It's everywhere. It's all over MTV. All these old men from the 70s that influenced a lot of this music, they're like, hey, we need to do that. They're all in, you know, probably like 30 now, which is back then was really old, you know, in the eyes of MTV and all that. You know, it's like, wow, you're old, Ozzy. You're like 30. So all the icons of the 70s that gave us these, you know, amazing songs, these, you know, these amazing catalogs and music or just had such an influence you know, they wanted to be on MTV, too. They were aging, but they, they wanted they wanted a piece of this. You know, so they were going to do whatever they had. Even though, like, they might have been totally legit in the 70s. You know, they might have influenced, you know, much heavier music. You know, now they, they needed a part of this. So, and uh, one of the biggest offenders, and whose music still wasn't bad, by the way. You know, definitely still, you know, I used to, like, think this album wasn't good. But then I really listened to it, and it's actually a pretty heavy album. But um, this, of course, is. I don't
1: know. Your judgment's getting called into question with all the praise you've been heaping on Hair Metal so
0: far. I am. I'm, I'm praising a lot of it because I've been listening to a lot. And I'm like, this stuff isn't that bad. I, I'm, I'm a changed man. I used to just write it off, like, oh, that's dabs. You know, that's just garbage. A lot of it is garbage, but a lot of it's good. This, of course, is Ozzy Osbourne from his um, Ultimate Sin album. He got, he got a little bit of Hair Metal in this album. If you ever see the video for Shot in the Dark, I mean, he's wearing this sequin outfit. Why
1: would listening
0: to that song. Um, deep track time. Everyone knows that song. Well,
1: we always got to do the deep Because I, 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 really like,
0: I feel like people are going to be like, Oh, really? That song? Obvi, you really did a lot of research on this. You just picked the first song on Spotify, didn't you? I don't want to be accused of doing that. And some things I did it for. Because I'm like, you know, like, turn, like from Autograph, turn out the radio. That's their song. I'm not. No one's going to know anything if I picked their second song. But this is Ozzy Osbourne from the Ultimate Sin album. It was pretty glad. It was pretty hairy. So it's still Ozzy though, and Ozzy's evolving. Ozzy hasn't gotten to his Ozzy metal sound yet, but it's like it's like his next album, the Ozzy metal sound is gonna start, and which we'll talk about in another episode. What Ozzy metal is? It's its own genre of metal entirely. Um, I think his guitar player at this point is Jake Lee, uh, replacing Randy Rhodes. as after Randy Rhodes died. Of course, all of Ozzy's guitar players kind of sound the same though. Anyway, I don't know who influences him, but they all have to go. They all have to go. You know, like, they have to do that, like, super harmonic at the end of everything. Even, like, Zach Wilde does that. Like, they all kind of have that same model, which is weird. I mean, they'll never be Randy Rhodes, but either, like, they're all trying to be Randy Rhodes. I don't know. It's that's weird. Probably it. Yeah. Like, we gotta do that. Maybe that's the sound Ozzy wants. Maybe Sharon's like, I want... If you want to be in this band, you have to sound like Randy Rhodes. They're like, all right. You know, we want the money. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what goes on. I don't know. They're all good guitarists, obviously. But they kind of have to it
1: works.
0: do that thing it works but yeah ozzy of course he's trying to be on mtv and and he's a huge influence and he is getting so much shit during this time you know he is definitely one of the biggest offenders at this time you know getting accused of backwards messages suicide solution um eating biting heads off of all of his craziest drunken uh, pissing on the Alamo. All of these iconic stories of his life, they all happened around this time. Ozzy was out of control, he was drunk, he was fat and bloated, he was wearing sequin gowns. <laughs> and he was getting arrested in drag while he pissed on the Alamo. Like, he was out of control. He was living hair metal more than he was teaching all these hair metal guys how to do it. Alright, he's the one that stored the ants off the ground, you know, and licked us piss up in front of Motley Crue. You know, cause he's like, hey guys, you guys got nothing on me, trust me, you know, and he's right, you can't touch this guy, this guy did it, he was ahead of all, he was the old guy who was kicking all their asses, that was Ozzy, so Ozzy had, you know, his hair metal was, um, you know, <laughs> it wasn't that bad, Ozzy, of course, obviously, this was, I'll take this album off of any one of his 90s albums, well, anytime, yeah. this is still a good album, I used to not like this album, it's still a good album. And this is, of course, one of the first metal albums I heard as well. You know, I liked it as a kid. So. Uh oh, these guys are back. They couldn't go away, but this time they took off their makeup, and they are ugly. They're a bunch of ugly, hairy Jewish guys, man. They are ugly. I
1: mean, how can you call it hair metal when well, that was all about like glamming yourself up? Yeah. And they like dressed down.
0: Well, they st- well they their outfits were, you know, elaborate, and they had like. You know, face makeup on. You know, like to make them not look as ugly. But you know, they weren't wearing their costume makeup anymore. This, of course, is Kiss, and you know, Kiss can't put it down. They're like, hey, we need some of that. You know, we got to market that. You know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna lose money. They're still working. They're doing well, Kiss. And I'm gonna say, Kiss still a good band. Their songs, their '80s songs, even listen, not that bad. They're actually not that bad. You know, they've, they've, they're actually Kiss is actually in much better condition. At this point in their career, than they were in the 70s, they have actually really good musicians playing for them now. They don't have these crackheads, Ace Freely and Peter Chris. They have Bruce Kulick. I like um, Ace Freely. I do like Ace Freely because he's ridiculous, but he's a crackhead. Let's face it. Um, you know, and he did a lot of bad things for that band. They have a very stable guy, Bruce Kulick, playing. They have Eric Carr on drums. Just really stable guys, really put together guys. They have a really good, stable band here. And yeah, they're trying to do the hair metal thing. But their songs are, are not that bad. Like, they're doing a good job. They're working, they're, they're making, you know, they're, they're successful. And the hair metal is working very well for them. No one's like, hey, these guys are old. They're doing good. So, we're not going to give them credit for making it work, you know, and getting respect. They're
1: good businessmen.
0: They are. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're like, we're going we to make this work. We're going to do everything it needs. We're going to do all the research. We're going to do everything we need to make this work. We're going to know what sounds to play, we're going to know how to produce it. They looked at it as a business, and the hair metal thing worked very well for KISS, I think. So, hell or high water from KISS. This, of course, is off of their Crazy Nights album. Which, uh, yes, I believe they had Bruce Kulik. They didn't have um, that other crackhead um, they had before this guy, uh, Vinny Vincent. That guy was a crackhead as well. But uh, KISS finally got it right by this point, I think, band-wise. And, you know, it, it took them long enough because KISS, of course, spent their whole career just hiring, like... For being such a good, good businessman, you guys just hire a lot of really shitty people. Like, it's your fault for hiring these people. Like, you know this guy's a crackhead, and you hired him. And you go, oh, he's ruining the band, we got a fight Well, why did you hire him? You knew, you knew from day one that Ace Freely was a crackhead. You know, you could've put someone else in the makeup back then. We never had an Ace Freely, but... We had some other guitar player played just as good, you know, just put him in the makeup, whatever. Who cares? So, Ace Freely would've been dead somewhere. But you know, but there we still have him now. But but now we still have Ace Freely, and he's still playing. I'd like to see him, by the way, again.
1: I think he's coming. Yeah,
0: he is. He's playing soon. I, I would like to see him again. I like that. Uh, I like.
1: I think Bryce to NJ there.
0: Yes, I like watching. He came there last time too. I, I got to cover him once. It was pretty cool. Ace Freely. I was like, I was like, Ace Freely's right there. That's amazing. Like, I think that's, that was intense. I was like right there. Um, what else we got here? Ah, uh, White Snake. White Snake here are one of the purveyors of cock rock. What, that's why it's called White Snake. It's about this. The, he named the band. David Coverdale named the band after his own dick. That's what he does. He's like a very simple guy from Northern England. And White Snake, of course, was formed right after David Coverdale left Deep Purple. Um, very respectable bluesy, very bluesy, very amazing voice. Some amazing musicians. Um, John Lord, of course, helped form White Snake after Deep Purple. He had John Sykes on guitar. You know, who'd go into Thin Lizzy. Um, you know, Ainsley Dunbar, um, on drums at one point. I think at this point he has Ainsley Dunbar on drums. Um, Cozy Pal on drums during the earlier stuff. Just all the great musicians are in this band. Really respectable guys. They weren't hair metal back then. They started as a really respectable, dirty band. They went hair metal at this point. Uh, David Carvedale was going out with Tony Katane, like every hair metal guy was at the time. And this, they had two big songs. They had... Here I Go Again on my own, where Tony Catain is 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 uh, dancing on the hood of the Jaguar. Um, his own Jaguar, of course. Uh, and this was like the second song. This is like the morning after song. That's what I call it. Here I Go Again is like the sex song. He's like getting out. This is when he wakes up in the morning. And he's like, uh ah, you know, is this love? You know, he's he's all drunk. He's hungover. And, you know, Tony Catain there sleeping next to him. He's like... This is this love, you know, he's thinking, you know, he's, like, getting all emotional, you know, as David Coverdale does sometimes, you know? That's that's... What that's
1: a, a white snake.
0: Yeah, this is what this song is to me, you know? This is, like, his next morning song. And he's like, man, yeah, how's a- again,
1: it's about, you know, not being tied down.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm having a good time with this broad, you know? You know, he's like, you know, he's, he's living the rock and roll life that night, but now he wakes up the next morning, he's like, eh. It's free
1: bird.
0: Yeah, it's like Freebird, right? He's like, ugh. I don't know, should I leave? Oh, I don't know. You know? I mean, I th- named this band after me cock. You know? Should I, I, I- how can I be in love with this girl? You know? But anyway, I think Tony King totally screwed him over. You know, I think he deserved it though, I think he was kind of an asshole. She- she has her whole story about David Coverdale. it's kind of funny. I think she says his white snake was small. She makes, she makes it very clear. She was funny as hell though. She was like, oh yeah, she she was she had this joke about having sex at Rob Halford. I don't know if she was kidding, but I'm not sure if she was. She's like, oh yeah, I was having sex at Rob Halford, and all of a sudden he's, he's like, oh my god, I'm gay! You know, I don't know if she was kidding. <laughs> I'm not sure if she was kidding. Like, she might this have been having... Be sex, yes.
1: Self-deprecating
0: I don't know. She might have been having sex with Rob Halford. Though. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. Like, you know, just because Rob Halford's is gay doesn't mean, you know... Anything can happen. Yeah, when you're in that business, like, doesn't really matter. Like, you're, you're gay, so... You know? <laughs> when you drink a lot. Too. Yeah, we're, we're doing this. Doesn't matter if you're gay. You know? Yeah, you know? So, I don't know. There's a funny story. She's funny. She's really funny. But, you know, she's lived it all. She, she could totally throw shots at all these guys. <laughs> all these fucking winners. But David Carverdale, pretty awesome. White Snake, excellent band. Still playing today. They had their hair metal phase. They'll always be respectable. And my eyes, this guy was the singer for Deep Purple Mark III. Um. Always good musicians around this guy. Stevie Vibe played for these guys too. Everyone cool played for these guys. It was amazing. So, White Snake, good band. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I, I could just talk about White Snake all day. You know, People are like, why do you like White Snake? I don't Let's know. Because they're awesome.
1: Honestly, well, I, I only know the hair metal White
0: Snake. Yeah, that was very popular. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this lady, Lita Ford, I think she formed the Runaways with Joan Jett.
1: I've heard that.
0: Yeah. She was the lead guitarist. She's awesome. Lita Ford. She's still awesome. She she rocked it the fuck out with her BC Rich guitar. She didn't give a fuck. Um, she actually gave us a good shout out with, with uh, Monkey Goose. She actually We shot her and she was very thankful. She was reaching out to us and everything. She's very nice to us. Um, but, yeah, Lita Ford, she's a badass. This song is called Hit and Run. It almost sounds like a runaway song. You know, it's her being powerful. She's like, fuck you, dude. Hit and run. That's it. That's all you're getting. Um, Lita Ford definitely still playing today. She's a little, she's a little mental though. She's a little, I think she's a little, I don't know. She got hit in the head too many times or something. She's a little weird, but she used to go out with Tony Iommi, and I think she was claiming abuse. Like she was. A lot of people don't like to hear that about the great Tony Iommi, but apparently there was some domestic abuse. That you know, a lot of people like to just be like, oh no, not Tony Iommi. Yeah, but you never. you sometimes your favorite people in the world, were not good people. You know. It happens all the time. So, but, yeah, Lita Ford. Always respect with Lita Ford. You know, definitely crossing that barrier. One of the first, like, girls really to come out and just be like, hey, I'm rocking this thing out, too. I can play the fuck out of this guitar. You know? So, all hail Lita Ford, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, she had a very limited run on... She wasn't a huge uh, influence, but, you know, she's, you know, like I said, she is part of this group of you know, formerly respectable musicians that went hair metal because, you know, they had to. She actually had a duet with Ozzy Osbourne as well called Close Your Eyes. You could have played that, but it's more of a ballad. I didn't want to get... Done a yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's a little ballad. I guess we could have went into there, but, you know, she was that. You know, she she was always like, oh yeah, it's Lita Ford, you know? No one, no one ever hated her. So, she has respect. And finally, here's a 70s icon who kind of invented the whole theme of, like, really dark things in metal, I would think. He had a lot of very dark images, a lot of dark songs. Like songs called Dead Babies and stuff. <laughs> like, you even listen to the words, like, Jesus Christ, he's doing this in the 70s. It's Alice Cooper with Time to Kill. This guy went hair metal hard, but he still had that dark thing about him, you know? He had those dark circles on his eyes, you know? He was still trying to be scary. Of course, he's an old man at this point, but... And he's still playing. Alice Cooper, good, of course. This guy goes back to the late 60s. He's...
1: Was he
0: popular? Back in the day? In the 80s. Uh, yeah, he is, he's fairly popular. He was kind of like on the second tier. You know, I was like, oh, look at that old man. But he will always be a legend from his stuff in the 70s. No one ever forgot Alice Cooper. And, you know, he's always been involved with the right people. You know, he has a very good standing in the whole business. So he knows the right people. You know, I've seen a thing on him. He, like, you know, he knew all the right people. Trust you know, he was definitely in with the right people. He used to hang out with, like, Frank Sinatra and stuff. Like, Frank Sinatra loved him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a cool guy. Like, everyone loved him, yeah. Um, but Alice Cooper, you know his whole thing, his whole stick, um, All that evil stuff in metal, like, all, all the stage theatrics. That, that's him. That's Alice Cooper. But he made it dark. He, for like, imagine seeing that in the 70s. Imagine hearing a song called Dead Babies in the 70s. Like, like Jesus Christ. It's like, what do you do with that back then? You know? We listened to it the other day, you know, a song called Dead Babies. And it's about, like, you know... The baby can't get, you know, the baby's dead, so he can't get into trouble because it, you know, did this stuff and it's dead. So it's, like, oh, I can't, you know, the baby can't get into trouble, it's dead. I think that's what the song is about, pretty much, but very dark themes in this song. It's very, you know, kids getting cut off on stage, almost like Guar in a way, but, you know, without the, um, the uh, gay child rape <laughs> of Guar. <laughs> that's, that's something you, you know, you can't usually laugh at until, you know, you see Guar do it. You know, we'll get into that another time. Um, so those are all the bands that, um, or bands, I mean, like, there's a lot of bands that obviously tried to do the hair metal thing. I bet you if, like, Jimi Hendrix was still alive, he would be doing hair metal, you know? He'd no. be this old guy, Yeah, you know? everyone wanted, everyone wanted to be this MTV thing. Everyone had to look good for the camera. Some people did it more than others, but that was really the thing in the 80s. You were going to be in a music video, and you had to look good, and some people just took it too far. And especially if you were in rock music if you were in metal you have to be extra ridiculous so okay so next we're going to move on into the more excessive times of the mid 80s and this is when a lot of bands saw what was going on in LA. a lot of kids saw what was going on in la and they're like hey we got to be a part of that and these guys are a perfect example but this is poison bad band i don't like these guys I liked them, like, in 1987. I thought, I was like, whoa, this is cool. A little
1: maledictus. This is
0: garbage, though. Poison is one of the most garbage bands ever. Seriously. I mean, they had a really good guitarist, C.C. DeVille. Juilliard-trained. Very good guitarist. You know, severe cokehead. But very good guitarist. Unfortunately, he's involved with these, you know, these three other guys that came from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, C.C. DeVille's from New York City. and he's got that, like, whole New York thing. But the rest of the guys, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. want to make it big going to L.A. Typical. Story of of that whole thing. Let's go to LA and make it big, and somehow they did for some reason. I don't know. They sucked the right dicks. I don't know. I don't know what they did, but this is just. But I guess that's what they were looking for. They were looking for fluff because this movie, this what is this song? Look with the cat drip. He's talk- Anything
1: in the mainstream. It's like. Yeah,
0: it's garbage.
1: It cool is today. Life.
0: It is today. It still is today. it's The same thing. It's not hair metal today, but it's garbage music today. This song is like he's talking about like all the girls he's banging, and like it's like okay, well it's great, dude. You know. I, I just... Yeah, I thought these guys were cool for like a hot minute when I was in like fifth grade. You know? But, you know, but I didn't... Like all my friends were listening to them and I was like, oh, what, what's that? You know? Because they were all cool and me So I was like oh. They're like, oh, this is Poison. You wouldn't know that. You're not allowed to listen to them. I'm like, I, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, but you know, I want to. Can I, can I listen to that? It was during the Open Up and Say Ah album, which was after this one. And, uh... I think that's what it was called. And, um... You know, I wanted to hear it. I hadn't discovered Motley Crue yet at that point. This was like my pre-metal days. I had been familiar with Aerosmith and Run DMC. I liked that whole thing. And, you know, this is probably the next thing I heard. And I was like, whoa, what's that? You know, I wanted to know what Poison was. You know, just, I shouldn't have, because... You
1: can be excused for any musical opinions when you're under 10. When
0: you're in 5th grade? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, you're over
0: 10 in 5th grade. I was about 10. I was younger than everyone else. But, um... This music is perfect for a 10-year-old in the 80s. It's it's something for him to strive for. Wow, look at all these girls he's getting. Look look at all, you know, he drives around in a motorcycle. Isn't that cool? Look at his hair. You know, that's what I thought. These guys are so cool. These guys looked like girls, okay? When you saw Poison, they, like, tried hard to look like girls. Like, at least Motley Crue kind of looked kind of mean. They set themselves on fire, you know, and, you know, And I think by this time, Motley Crue was getting a little bit less glammy. They were looking more like bikers around this time, around when everyone was getting excessive. And these guys were just like the poster boys of excessive. Like they were just glamming it up like no one's ever seen. So it's
1: almost like a different planet from now. It is.
0: It is a different planet. Watch these videos. Male beauty in the 80s. Yeah. Well, this was a certain genre, not every, you know... But even the New oh, Wave yeah, guys... Oh, yeah, I don't
1: think, you know, country singers look no, like that. No, <laughs> no,
0: definitely. But though the country singers were definitely prettier back then. You know, they were definitely prettier than they are today. Um, you know, because there's was videos. And even, like, the, the New Wave guys are getting very glammy at the same time. It was just what was expected. This is Warren. This band is total fucking garbage. These guys came out late in the game. They sucked so much, the singer killed himself. It's sad, but... He was so affected by the failure of his band that he never recovered. Janie Lane Did they
1: was not have lead. commercial success?
0: No, they had huge commercial success in the late 80s. Huge! But they were just a flash in the pan. They were just a garbage band. That was, They were in that point of the hair metal scene when it was so overbought. It's kind of like a stock when it's about to crash. These guys were just, they just went beyond. It like It was like a really expensive stock that was about to just fall. That's what these guys were. Um, and when they fell, they fell hard. And poor Janie Lane, he never recovered. Like he was just sort of when they did the documentary, he was just broken up about it for and he and if he died like a few years ago, you know, it just in misery, you know. He just never came back from it. You know, really sad story, but this guy sucked though. This is, this is a shit song. They had another famous song called She's My Cherry Pie.
1: And all this sounds the same to me. It
0: just all sounds the same this just I mean, people remember these guys for whatever reason probably because of their iconic cherry pie video it just had this really like hot blonde chick with big fake tits who was of course was probably going out with jay lane at the time and you know cherry pie of course you know is uh, is there was a lot of double entendres back in the day and obviously you know what they're talking about um you know it's all you know naughty stuff and these guys were very good at naughty stuff Though they didn't do it the same way Mötley Crüe did. They, they, these guys were kinda like, eh, you know, whereas Mötley Crüe, I think, a lot of times were, you know, I've, there was always double on time, but Mötley Crüe is more in the dirt. They were more in the gutters of the uh, Sunset Strip. These guys were in the excessive times. You know, Mötley Crüe was, you know, they came up in the time when it was hard. You know, whereas these guys were just like, I feel like these guys just fell into their success. I don't know. Just
1: like some record labels like we're signing everyone yeah we just exactly hair.
0: it happened with all oh john it happened with thrash metal too you know these like, get us every thrash band we can find it's same thing happened with hair metal you know get us everyone i think these guys were really a result of that i, I will never i never liked these guys even back then i was like eh. i was kind of beyond it by this point by the time i heard these guys in the later 80s i was like over it you know so this next band of course is a legend in New Jersey taking it home this is a very different hair metal band
1: I never thought of Bon Jovi as hair
0: metal you, and it's safe to say that it's hard to think of them as that because bon they didn't,
1: Jovi.
0: they sang their
1: own genre
0: they sang they were like Bruce Springsteen with hair all their songs are really good I ladies and gentlemen Maledictus says it <laughs> I like Bon Jovi
1: Bon Jovi good
0: band good band He's still around today. He's still killing it today. He had an amazing guitar player, Richie Sandboro, who's unfortunately not playing with him anymore. I don't know why. I don't know what the whole politics of that is. Good guitarist. Um, This guy's singing about real things in New Jersey when you listen to his... I mean, I'm sure there's some songs about stupid things, but you don't hear him as much. People like the song. All of his songs are about struggling working-class people in New Jersey. Poison is not singing about that. Poison is living in fucking outer space. And Bon Jovi, I, I'd say, is not one of the excessive bands. They came out in the earlier 80s, but I'm going to do this song because this is when they were really big. Um, this is when they got Why really big. Why
1: are we calling this hair metal? I mean, it
0: was I mean, hair metal. They definitely... The genre? No, they definitely looked hair metal. Oh, they, look oh, hair they looked hair Oh, they looked They weren't like... They didn't look as ridiculous as Poison or Warrant, but they were, you know, they were done up pretty well, you know. I
1: don't know. It doesn't have like that drum sound
0: that I it's really it's very. It's very down to earth.
1: Yeah, like that's...
0: If, if you didn't know what these guys look like, you wouldn't think they were all done up.
1: Okay, so is hair is hair metal just an aesthetic?
0: Yeah, they had to look it. They had to look it.
1: But there's for the no video, musical traits associated. A with lot
0: that? of times there is. A lot. Of, I think a lot of times there is, and it's it is a production about this. Like, but this this is very subtle though, compared to like Poison, right, or even Motley Crue. This is very subtle. The music is subtle, but they were on MTV. They wanted to be on MTV, They had to look good. You know, we couldn't look like a bunch of guys, you know, from Sayreville, New Jersey. But the, yeah, these guys will always just yeah you know, listen to it's like, this is you know, it's not bad. The songs are about things you could be like ah yeah, he's always singing about like Tony and Gina or something. You know, two people from New Jersey working. There's, depth. There's depth to it. The There's depth. even a
1: little bit of musical depth. Yeah!
0: And he's- I think he's singing about his- You know Bon Jovi? Like a lot of these hair metal guys have had like thousands of women. He's only had one. He's married his high school sweetheart. That's Still with her today. Man, nice is that shit? Bon Jovi- nothing! Nice guy! I think he owns like some Philadelphia- Nice guy! He owns some team in Philadelphia. just seems like a nice guy. Worked his way up. He used to sweep floors in his studio where I think where Bruce Springsteen where he'd, he'd sweep the floors try to Is get this in that just way.
1: an excuse for you to talk about Bon Jovi? Yeah, I'm just, I just, you know, <laughs>
0: I can't hate this guy. Putting
1: them in the hair metal episode. Yeah.
0: So you no, he, be, no he belongs in hair metal. You can't like have a hair metal without Bon Jovi, but he just misses a lot of those things that are required of hair metal. But he had the look. Though they weren't, like I said, they weren't as excessive. You know. You know, they didn't, I don't know if they had cocaine problems, these guys. And, you know, I'm sure somebody in the band had a cocaine problem.
1: Almost the 80s. But, Yeah.
0: But, you know, I don't know if, you know, bon- John Bon Jovi's a down-earth guy. I'll stop blowing smoke up his ass. I'm from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. How can I hate this guy? You know, Bon Jovi. You know, still around today. These guys were the meanest of all the hair metal bands, and they go back a bit of a way. I think they might have been in, in the first wave, but they weren't really popular until, like, the high. The, the, the high air metal times. This is WASP. Uh, it's an acronym. What does WASP stand for? I don't know. Probably something vulgar. Um, every song on the album is, ex- is marked explicit. I don't know why. Like, to, to, to today's standards, this stuff is pretty benign. But back then, WASP was very scary to me. That was the band you weren't supposed to listen to. And are they a good band? No. They really aren't. I listen to their stuff. Their music really doesn't do anything. It's really fluff. It's... These guys are the ultimate edgelords of the time. Like, look how edgy we are! I mean, they have an album cover called The, Head- the album called the Headless Children. And on the front, it shows like the Ku Klux Klan, it shows Hitler. It just shows all these awful things that a hair metal band would never put on the cover of their album. Most awful, scary things, uh, uh, um, you know, a 10 year old could see. Um, Yes, and all their songs are all, they had one song called Fuck Like a Beast. That's what it was called. It was called Fuck, li- no entendres. Fuck like a beast. That was it. This song, this band of course was led by Blackie Lawless, who is the brother of Lucy Lawless. So he's not from nowhere. They were probably like a pretty successful family. I think they're from New Zealand. I I think so. But Blackie Lawless is the bass player and vocalist of Wasp. This song is called Maneater, by the way. I I wonder what that means. It probably means like a woman that eats dicks or something, knowing these guys. I don't know. But (laughs) Wasp is always. I'm fascinated by them, but they're not good, though. They're really. They're not doing anything. They I'm listening to their stuff, they channel deep purple a lot. They have like a organist I
1: think you're listening too much to watch.
0: I am. But, but I was just surprised. Like I was I was, you know, kinda of trying clues in their sound. They're channeling deep purple in a lot of ways. This is weird. And you know, I was kind of impressed by that. I was definitely hearing a lot of deep purple in their sound. So Um but they're not all their songs kinda of sound the same though. You know. Black Lord has had that voice that like ah, you know it was very and of course it was Chris Holmes of this band who was the lead guitarist. Who would, who's gonna come up next? Um, he would have this famous scene in a famous metal documentary of when hair metal just went too far, and he was the guy that did that. And We'll get into that. Uh, but yes, Wasp with Man Eater. Uh, I gotta, we gotta listen to more Wasp. I gotta do more research on Wasp. But no, I don't know I don't if they're. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanna like them, you know, because you know, like I said, they're well, the Edge Lords. They, they, they had the, the scariest album cover I've ever seen at the time. Yeah, it had all the it had Stalin, it had Hitler, it had Lee Harvey Oswald getting shot. Like all in the background is like giant like, skull. A bunch of
1: dumbasses.
0: That was mean back then, though. Today people, it's people are like, huh, ah, whatever. People but, will
1: do that today. I don't know. You
0: know. Like I think people just have a higher much a high, much higher bar today to like scare people. Well,
1: now it's, it's much more clever with the memes. Yeah, you they were, like trying to make a meme.
0: It was. It was a meme. That's exactly what it was back then. So wasp. anyway, let's move on. You know how I say, like, all this catchy music comes from Sweden? Sweden had to get in on the hair metal thing, too. This is Europe. These guys, of course, were known for their song, The Final Countdown. You know that annoying song? Supposedly, Europe used to open and close with that song. That must have been (laughs) really fucking annoying. Are these guys a good band? Who is it? I used to love this song. Well, I used to love the Final Countdown song. This was their second song, Rock the Night. This was their second most popular song. Of course, I couldn't go with Final Countdown because you heard it a million times. I used to love that song when I was a kid because it had synths in it. And I loved synths back then. That was a cool thing for the 80s. Like, whoa, that's so cool, a synth. But Europe really um, set the bar pretty low. Sweden, shame on you, Sweden, for having um, Europe and AHA. You know, <laughs> to a pretty aha uh-huh kind of you know really ruined new wave, <laughs> and these guys just kind of ruined hair metal. You know, there's really not of it any substance. Really yeah, just no substance at all with this <laughs> stuff. You know, and
1: let's take even like the the hints of darkness out.
0: There's no nothing. There's no. It's just like ah, it, 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 there's no anything. This song is just about nothing. Rock the night. Yeah, let's... There's always... If it was in a rock song, you always have to mention the night. Everything happens at the night. You know? All Everything that's gonna happen that's gonna happen in your life is at night. You know? That's when the girls come out. That's when the partying happens at night. It's not gonna happen in the daytime. You might have to work in the daytime. So every song is about the night. You know? The night! So, yes, Europe. What can I say about these guys? It's fluff. This is a perfect point in the, hair, in the hair metal era where it's just gone too far. You know? It's like, what is this? I don't know. This is pointless. Europe. Are they around today? I doubt it. But these songs are some I mean, people will always remember the final countdown song. It'll be used today, you know, like some. If
1: this is a pinnacle, why do we have like five more songs of the. We do!
0: Well. Of, of this well, era. Okay, well, it just gets worse, so.
1: Let's, you know, rapid fire here. Let's okay.
0: go. Okay. This was a girl band. They had to have a girl band. Is it okay to say a girl band? They were like girl hair metal. You, you know this song? I don't
1: think
0: it's so. It's fairly popular. Um. This is right. called Vixen, Edge of a Broken Heart. They kind of sound like heart in a lot of ways. You know, like the way, like, that's another band that kind of went hair metal, heart. They know? did? Yeah, heart kind of went very, I mean, not heavy, but they looked hair metal, you know?
1: Again, with this, you know, the
0: look. Yeah, they you really did the hair up. Of course, know?
1: it was the 80s.
0: Yeah, you had to have big, you had big hair. You had to have big hair, you had to have hairspray. You know? Yeah, hair metal was just blowing their look, that's what it was. It was, it was the about the debauchery. Effect. Hair metal was about the debauchery, which we'll learn from one of these bands we're going to play later that, you know, they really got, you know, the idea of what it was about. But yeah, this was a, you know, at one point, you know, I don't really know the formation history. I don't know if this band was manufactured. Sometimes that's a thing. It's like, oh, we need a band of girls. So let's put them together. I don't know. But these girls seem to know what they, they, seemed, they, they could play, you know? So it wasn't like there was some, like, you know, fake people. You know, sometimes I'll make these fake bands of people I like, can't even play. You know, like a boy band, almost. I don't know if they were that. This is a catchy song, though. Catchy melody. You don't remember this song?
1: No, I've never heard it.
0: It was it was fairly popular. I think my mom liked it. Yeah,
1: no, I'm younger
0: than you. Yeah. Yeah, you had to, you know, you had to be, like, watching MTV in, like, 1987 to see this. I think this is a song my mom liked. I think my mom liked this. Because it was very, you know, a lot of the hair metal was ridiculous. It wasn't that ridiculous. You know? It was kind of, you know, It was like PG rated. Called Pat
1: Benatar.
0: No, no, she was part of that. Just
1: what do you call that music?
0: Right? Doesn't it? It's kind of like kind of that like that kind of angry girl sound like Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar's tougher though. She's tougher. This
1: band is called Vixen.
0: I wasn't scared. I was scared of. Listen, I was scared of Pat Benatar. (laughs) (laughs) Lo and behold, surprise! (laughs) I was scared of Pat Benatar. You know why? You know what, you didn't hear the story about I was scared about, but in the early 80s she had a video of We are strong, right? We are young. We are young, <laughs> no one could tell us. Remember in the, did you ever see the video? Yes. Okay, so what happens in the early part of the video, she's having some kind of fight with her father and mother, and the father throws her out of the house, get out of this house! I don't know what she did, but it didn't seem like she did much. I thought that was going to happen to me if I was bad.
1: Get out of this house! And I'm then on you're gonna this, have gonna... to go dance. This and then song. I'm going to
0: have to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get all dressed like she, with the big hair, and then the thing she used to wear. She used to wear sort of like that.
1: You have to go to the
0: city. Yeah, and I'm gonna be alone, you know. And I'm gonna just gonna find all these other kids that are living in an abandoned building and there's like barrel fires and stuff. And we would just, it almost looks like some sort of apocalyptic scene. And they're just all doing this line dance, but they were tough though, you know. They were, they were young. No one could tell them they were wrong. Searching the heart for so long, you know. Both of us knowing. Love, love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. That's <laughs> tough as way off the topic of
1: It victory. doesn't matter. Pat
0: Benatar. These guys do sound... They're trying to sound they're Probably the producer's like, Hey, sound like Pat Benatar. She's pretty tough. She was tough. She's way tougher than these girls. Speaking of girls... This uh, this band is called Brittany Fox. The song is called Girls' School. Okay. Nothing to do with the awesome band Girls' School, girl, that we used to tour with Motorhead those real ugly chicks from England that kicked ass. They weren't ugly. They were ugly. I saw
1: the they're video. Brutal. They were brutal.
0: They were right. I probably would've been into them What once. do you want? I would've would been into them definitely. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you they're, like, they're like up. rocking out. No, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care that they were not good looking. I would be like, they're rocking out. That's awesome. That would've they're done like it for me. fine looking. That would've done it for me though. Like that would've been, that would've been. That would have sold me on them. Like, you know, they are rocking out. I'm like that's cool. I'm sure Lenny fucked them all. I guarantee we can. Um, he doesn't care, but no, this is Britney Fox, which was a B grade. Did you ever hear Britney Fox? No, of course not. This, this list is garbage. Is that a dude singing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like yeah, it's um, Britney Fox. I don't know where these guys are from. Probably like Pennsylvania or something. But this is just typical hair metal fluff. Um, they're just singing about a girl's school, you know, like the whole B movie of the girl's school with the shower scene and like those movies in the eighties. That's just uh, okay. Britney Fox. Real bad. Yeah, just worthless. Turn it off. Okay, this next band. (laughs) I don't know if this next band is bad. Okay, so this features, obviously there's a lot of debauchery in the hair metal world, as we know. So these guys were going to try to turn that over. They were going to do, they were going to bring God into hair metal. I
1: didn't know they were a Christian band
0: until recently. A song called To Hell with the Devil.
1: Wow, strong words.
0: Okay, these guys were like, "Enough of this debauchery."
1: He said, "Hell."
0: You know, he did say, "We have to, to." be a little edgy. Well, he's
1: a rock star. Yeah, he has to
0: be a little edgy. These guys strong used to have roll. like the, the album cover for this. It's like all the, they used to wear these stripe. They're called Striper. This band, by the way, Striper. And uh, around.
1: they they are they just they made, just made, music. made a, they
0: made a new song which just actually started really like it's, it's almost actually
1: pretty good. It was heavy.
0: It was actually it, that's why these guys aren't a bad band. They're not a bad band. Anyway, they feature a very young, rebellious Ted Cruz on vocals. <laughs> For real, it's Ted Cruz, and he was young and rebellious at the time. He was very like, hey,
1: You're sad touring with them." Now.
0: yeah, yeah, he's, you know, yeah, he's back. He's back on tour with them now. And, and Ted Cruz is making some like their new song. It, like, start, I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? It started really heavy. I was like, whoa, what the fuck was just that? You know, I was impressed. But anyway, on the album cover, like, it shows them all they used to wear. They look, they look like bumblebees. They had black and yellow striped suits. And behind them, they had this, like, battle van that was, like, they had their own, like, car. It was almost like they were action stars. Like, and that was, like, the toy that came with them. You know, so you could, like, it would, it would be cool, like, they sold Striper action figures and you could get, like, the van because the van was, like, black and yellow. It was, like, the Stripermobile. Maybe
1: they're, like, you know, since we're, like, a Christian band, we're yeah. good for the
0: kids. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's the, They were trying to set a we're good example. A they're, like, enough of this poison, enough of this wasp. You know enough of this was debaucherous there, was stuff was
1: there satan in Hair metal
0: um it's fine i bet you there was uh, molly crew like i said had a lot of pentagrams and so they were pushing an image they obviously weren't like satan but they were just trying to shock you though yeah that was that was pretty good you know uh, ted cruz could sing he could sing man i i i don't like ted cruz as a politician but you know yeah, like he's not
1: he's, really Ted Cruz he's not yes it is totally Ted
0: Cruz no his name is his name is uh something sweet Kevin hey, Sweet or something there.
1: sometimes I'll this believes
0: things. no I, I, it was, I was just playing with you all okay <laughs> just let me go with it I was gonna go with he was Ted Cruz all the whole time I love the fact that he was Ted Cruz he looks like Ted Cruz though you know you know he's probably way cooler than Ted Cruz yeah <laughs> he's probably like way cooler than maybe than like
1: a little bit yes he,
0: a, a he does know how to rock guy. they're a Christian band but you know that's okay they're, they're they're still playing people still, people always love these guys you know they're, they're, not, they're not they're not a bad band you know'll you know they have their own vehicle it's kind of cool you know they're singing for God they, they're tired of like poison and all these other bands acting like idiots they're like hey man we don't really want that man that's cool whatever dude you know I always want to have fun in rock and roll but I'm not gonna like make fun of you guys because you guys just want to do it for something good okay so so striper God bless you to hell with the devil to hell with the devil they should make a doom ver doom metal version of this song to hell with the devil you know all right this next song is the shittiest song ever and and, and there is always this fascination with, with rock and roll not really hair metal of getting arrested and having sex with underage girls and getting arrested apparently because this song is called 17 obviously it's about these you know kip winger who's the singer for this this is this, these guys were terrible this was like, the last it's of the hair bottom. metal.
1: We're at the bottom here.
0: It's the bottom of the excessive time of hair metal. And this is was, like, the lowest point, really. And these guys, I'm pretty sure, were, like, pretty, like, despite trying to have sex with 17-year-olds, these guys were, like, very not respectable. Like, just to give you an example, in the Beavis and Butthead cartoon, the kid they would make fun of, the kid that the kid that Beavis and Butthead would make fun of, they were, at like the lowest point in the totem pole, but there was one kid lower than them. His name was Stuart. And he would wear a winger shirt you know beavis and butthead have their metallica and acdc shirts he wore a winger shirt so that was just telling you where winger stood on this you know absolute just lowest point of anyone so yes he's, he's saying he's saying a 17 year old girl's old enough for him you know i don't her daddy says it's no good but i'm just do it anyway that's not a new theme in rock music obviously kiss does it all the time um i think kiss went kiss went a year lower with 16 christine 16 So, you know, you're going to jail. That's what's going to happen, guys. And you guys are pretty, so I don't know. You're not going to have a good time in jail. just want you to know. So, so Kip Winger. Yeah, these guys are crap. I think these guys sort of came back, you know, because I think they didn't do that many drugs. So they were, you know, because they were kind of wimps. Let's face it. I hate these guys.
1: Let's move on.
0: Goodbye, Winger. Okay. Things are going to change, though. It's the late 80s now. There's a band that came out. How
1: much more can there be?
0: Oh, there's a lot more. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. We have, we have uh, you know, it's like, don't worry, we're good. We have a lot more interesting stuff to go over. Okay. There was another band from the seedy part of the Sunset Strip called Guns N' Roses. And, um, they were gonna scare the shit out of everyone. This is during the height of the hair metal time. They come out mean. Okay. And, uh, this would be the first nail in the coffin of hair metal. This is my Michelle from the Appetite from Destruction, and which scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a kid. Like the, this is this I album know was. What you
1: felt comfortable listening I'm not to. sure.
0: This, you know, nothing at that time. Um, I don't know. I don't even know. I thought maybe Death Leopard was safe back then. Um, this just exposed the seedy side, the 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 heroin, you know, in the gutter you know, women selling their bodies for money, you know, just misery of the Sunset Strip. That's what Guns N' Roses covered. They weren't about the glamorous part of it. They're like, it sucks, and you're all going to die.
1: But yeah, I feel like Axel, you know, he got to Hollywood.
0: And yeah, he's from like, Indiana. He came from Indiana. And he was like From Yeah, like, he, you know, he portrays in the Welcome to the Jungle video. He comes, and it's, and it's shit, okay? And Axel's going to tell you about it. Axel actually had this conflict going with Vince Neal, like they were going to fight each other. It was all over. You can look up the videos. There was an MTV. Um, Axel would have killed that guy. Oh, yeah. Axel would have killed you. He had anger. But anyway, hair metal was on its way out. And, uh, that was very, um, prevalent. There was, a, a documentary called, uh, The Decline of the Western Civilization made by Penelope pen- pen- Serious. Uh, part two. Part one is about punk rock. Two is about metal years. There's a scene, a famous scene, where, um, The guitarist from Wasp, Chris Holmes, is floating around in a pool on a raft, and he is wasted, more drunk than you've ever seen anyone in your life, and he's drinking vodka as he's on the raft, and most of it's just pouring into the pool, and the saddest part about it is his mother is sitting on the edge of the pool just watching him, just in just numb disbelief. Like she's just like, yep, that's my son. And she just kind of wants to she's just so miserable. She can't even cry. It's the lowest. It's considered what is the lowest point. I feel
1: like I, I'll need to watch metal. this watch it. I, I think I'm yes. missing there's,
0: something. There's dude. famous scenes of Ozzy, of Gene Simmons. It's a, it's it's about hair metal. It's about the most ridiculous things of hair metal. And it's, it's an expose of how ridiculous it was. And this was the scene that no one will ever forget. And, and a lot of people say that was the point where hair metal went too far. It's like, it's over, guys. You're a floating around.
1: The you're pool.
0: floating around in a pool in front of your mother, and you are just.
1: I feel like that's just. It's you you know, know, sad.
0: A lot of reach that point. The, the the way Penelope is portrayed, like the way she filmed it, like it's 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 iconic. The way she did it, it, you have to see it. You know, it's something you need to see. But like we're playing Guns N' here. This was the introduction to a different kind of music that's going to be in the 90s. Of course, Guns N' Roses is a great band. They would, gun, nothing would destroy Guns N' Roses but themselves. It took themselves to destroy them. No one could destroy these guys. It just took their complete ridiculousness to destroy them. So, hair Metal is ending. Let's move on. This is another tough band. We'll get over them real quick. They're from New Jersey, I believe. Um, Skid Row. Um, this song is called Slave to the Grind and uh this was definitely these guys were definitely hitting it a little harder they looked a little bit hair metal but they were a little bit meaner they were sort of like a poor man's guns and roses a very poor man's Guns and roses Pretty far they were from new jersey so they had that sort of new jersey thing it's of course it featured singer sebastian bach known for his very nice hair and his nice voice but um and he's like canadian i think but he's definitely a, still a thing today you know so skid row just a honorable mention to them for um you know also kind of ending the whole hair metal thing you know but still like still like i think skid row and guns Roses is still kind of like you know they kind of were they were going for the more little more edgy look. it was getting edgier it was getting a little less glamorous like it was sort of paving the way for grunge to come in you know it was it was buttering up mtv to like change it's like all right we have to change this now we have to just forget this whole hair metal thing and like it never happened you know and I think these bands kind of ushered that in, you know, they were at like that sort of transition point. So yeah, this is Slave to the Ground from uh, Skid Row. Early 90s, you know, we're talking here. So, you know, but some bands just didn't get the point. We're now in the early 90s, 91, 92, 93, and some bands just, and I remember this clearly because they would play these songs on WSIU all the time. And I was like, and I remember like, as a 12 year old, 13 year old, I was like, why are they still playing this stuff? Like isn't like this is at a point where Allison Change was out killing everything. Nirvana was out. All the grunge bands, the whole Seattle thing was happening. Soundgarden and it was killing. It was kick. It was killing. Okay. And there were some bands that still just were like, no, we're still gonna do this. Some like producer she said it was a okay.
1: about hair metal. Yes,
0: and of course it was a different feel as you'll hear. This is Firehouse. I just when I saw all these guys, it was like early nineties. I was like, what? They still have the big hair. I was like, what? I was like, you can't, you can't do that anymore. But.
1: What is this even?
0: This is, this is post hair metal. This is what I call post hair metal. metal. This, hair it was over core. and no one told these guys hair metal core. This is hair metal core. That's exactly perfect. Hair core. hair core. That's what this is. It's my
1: hair core. <laughs>
0: the hair core. That's what the, that's what Firehouse is. Firehouse, maybe they got their song from the, their name from the Kiss song. I don't know. This song is just so bad. Though so I think these guys continue why to make.
1: This be called metal at all.
0: Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's really at this point, it's just dissolved into this thing. Post hair oh, metal. A That's thing. why it's post. It it, oh, there's a guitar there, yeah. But it's so wimpy. Like compared to like Motley Crue, it's just wimpy. You know, and this was like, I, mean, I think these guys would continue to make albums throughout the '90s. Like these no, Guys just, are making Europe
1: it's tough.
0: Yeah it just it was just awful like this is where it went so Firehouse is like the perfect example of that they just they just didn't know when to stop and it would continue with bands like this and this has a different sound they, they used to play this song on WSU all the time Saigon Kick uh, what you said this song seems a little more brainy like it seems to be about something brainy I don't know what but you know it seems like it's a little sort of intellectual or something a little this music is a little progressive but these guys were kind of hairy but this is where hair metal was going. These guys were definitely subtle, you know, a little proggy, but they were called Saigon Kick, and, um, they were definitely a thing, and I don't think they lasted, I think they kind of just made an album or two They were from New Jersey, I think. They used to play the shit out that's of them. That's probably
1: why they played them.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were on, the, yeah, I remember, that's probably why they were on WSU. I think they them from New Jersey, but this is, I played with this song because I remember it, because they used to just play the song non-stop on WSU. Yeah, I was annoyed. I was like, where's Metallica? I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Where's Metallica? Why are you playing this shit? I was very angry at this song, and it just it stuck in my head. And so I was like, I gotta put that song on there. So, I don't know why these Lost guys... Of the
1: ages except to
0: Yes. And the party continues with Slaughter. Now, you would think with a name like Slaughter, doesn't that sound like they should be like Slayer? Slaughter? Yeah, it's
1: gotta be a thrash band. Yeah,
0: you know, it's, it's, it's a much more like a second-rate version of it, but still, Slaughter, you know, that means, like, killing a lot of stuff, right? You would think that's, like, turns out that was just the guy's name. Was, I think it might have been his real name. His name was Mark Slaughter. And he had the worst voice in all of post-Herryman. Look at him here, he's like, Ugh. 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 These guys were terrible. His they were,
1: voice makes me uncomfortable. And this
0: stuff was still going on. Like MTV was still pushing this shit. You know a grunge was going on and people did you know, it, it was it was that point where it was transitioning it was like what are we gonna choose here you know and i think once nirvana hit it was over yeah it was done Alice and james came out first once nirvana hit it was like, just like the
1: dying gas it, it.
0: it was the dying gas and every hair metal band you know that was big in the 80s seemed to have one last album in 92. like they all just and that it was like it's like It was like, you guys, and the albums of course did shit. You know, like they sold nothing. And and a lot of them just stopped after that, you know. And a lot of them of course would come back in the next century, like the the metal rebirth also involved hair metal bands, you know, they were talking about the the metal rebirth of of 2001, 2002. It would, you know, help hair metal bands as well. But this would, yeah, this would be the last year really. Just, and you know what was was dying at the same time Thrash was? Funny enough, yep. Thrash was dying around the same time. It was killing all things with hair. It was killing everything with hair and Friends with a was guitar attitude. The good and the bad. Yep, the good and the bad. They all died together. It didn't matter. It wasn't really about the excess. It was eliminated. About, yeah, it killed it all. It was more than the excess. It was more than that. It was something just about playing solos and being too loud. I don't know. It was, it was more than that. But yeah, this band sucked. They had another song called fly to the end. Remember that? It had like Amelia Earhart in the video. He was like in love with her in the- It was that stupid video. It had like airplanes and it was dumb. That voice. Mark Slaughter. You can't be called Slaughter with that voice. You to be called like Fluff. Mark Fluff. Mark Mark Fluffernutter. Mark um, Marshmallow. I don't know. Mark um, Cotton Candy. You can't be called Slaughter. Slaughter just sounds like, I don't know. Like I mean, it doesn't, it's not as tough as like Mark. His name, his name is Mark Slayer, you know. Slaughter is like a very second-rate version of Slayer. It's not as tough as Slayer. Slaughter. But
1: I would. I don't
0: know. I, I think, think this guy ruined the word. I think slaughter. If this
1: was backing up a really heavy band. Yeah, you
0: wouldn't you think, you think, about it. think about it. Right, but I think the fact that Mark Slaughter made a guy named Slaughter made this kind of music it ruined the word Slaughter.
1: Forever. Well, if
0: you stole the name from a legitimate metal band. Yeah. Not that
1: it's that creative of a name. No, nah, it might,
0: might be his we're, name. weird. his we're name. talking too much about this. I know, I, but you just, they, they, they were a thing. Okay, this next band is different. This is Mr. Big. Now, these guys were one of those bands, but you know who they had to the bass? Billy, Billy Sheen. Billy Sheen. And if we get to the end of the song, he plays the most awesome fucking bass solo. Can we skip to it? Yeah, let's let's skip. It's awesome. Like, I was like, Mr. Big, they kind of sucked. But they had Billy Sheehan on bass. Here, we're going to, whoops. Here we go. Let's get to that bass solo. These guys were definitely, you know, a bit much. And this song is very like Led Zeppelin sounding. It's very raw. It's not, they're kind of going back to the roots on this one. And that was kind of a thing back then. Some people were getting the message, you know, like David Coverdale at this point was actually working with jimmy page and you know doing like a you know like a led zeppelin thing you know suddenly david coverdale became robert plant you know it was they were bringing that the led zeppelin sound was big again you know along with grunge and this is kind of an example of that of scaling it down a bit but let's check out his bass. you can just hear that bass of billy sheen it's just like boom it's killing this whole song he's a
1: bass guy he's
0: a bass guy all right let's let's find that bass solo Listen to that thing! He's just killing that thing! Like, See you guys have Billy Sheehan? He's awesome! I was- Even back then, like, you know, there was a lot- I remember there was a guitar player in my jazz class that really liked these guys, and I was like, ugh, they're not Metallica! But I knew Billy Sheehan was good, though. Even back then, I like, oh, but that guy's good, though, isn't he? You know? That's- That's awesome. Yeah. This is him. He's doing that. No guitar, no need for a guitar. Billy Sheehan's like, I got this. He's like, no, I got it. I'm good. I'll handle it. I'll take the solo. That's sit down, guitar player.
1: Cover bass
0: player. That's how you I get see. fired from a band. <laughs> not Billy Sheen. No one's gonna fire Billy Sheehan. That's why, yeah, Mr. Big o oh, I have that part. Well, good band, not really, but B- Billy Sheehan is good. For sure. He's still rocking it today, like, no tomorrow.
1: Yeah, a bad song otherwise still
0: killing it yeah it's, it's cringy yeah mr big you know no lasting value billy sheehan eternal this is i hated this band this is the last of it extreme these guys were kind of a little bit funky there was definitely this um intrusion of funk into metal at this time and extreme was kind of um mixing that They were, you know i think they were trying to get away from they're like oh we're gonna mix it with funk you know we'll be okay um this band featured the guitar playing of Nuno Betancourt, who just looked like an asshole to me. With name like his his name was Nuno Bettencourt. He just looked like an asshole. He looked like one of those like guys who's like, Yeah, I'm a guitarist. Look how look how beautiful I am. he's like he was like still kinda of pulling that thing. You know, it's like ninety three now and it's like, what is wrong with you, man?
1: I really don't like this song.
0: It's crap. Extreme is another crap band. But you know, the singer Gary Sharon would go on to replace Sammy Hagar from after Sammy Hagar got kicked out of Van Halen. Van Halen made an album called Van Halen 3, which is known as their worst album ever. And this guy was singing for them. No wonder why. Yes, everyone. Yeah, oh
1: this song just got worse.
0: It's, it's, it's like funk metal. That was a thing. There was a lot of funk metal bands this time, and they were all terrible, like they had horns and stuff. People were like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is not the way to go, guys. They thought maybe this was a solution, I guess. So we're going to play Funk Metal? It was terrible. So, and that, folks, was the end of Hair Metal. It was done. Grunge was in full effect. Goodbye. However, there oh, yeah. was always, always a however. Like, time passes and people were like, hey, I missed that Hair Metal, Don't I? you know. They're like, hey, you know. Never, I, I kind of missed those days when it used to be ridiculous. So a lot of record labels got wind of that. And, um... It was a resurgence. And um it was thing is though, it wasn't a real resurgence in the same authenticity like the way thrash metal and metal came back. It was it was more authentic than ever kind of. This time it was like a nostalgic anachronism. It was it was a parody. You
1: They're know? self-aware.
0: Yeah, it was self-aware. They knew the mistakes they made. And these bands were essentially a parody of the metal bands. Um like, you know,
1: like a celebration.
0: It was a celebration of the ridiculousness. And they were funny. All the bands had a sense of humor, you know. It was about you know, and something like the metal lifestyle cannot exist.
1: You Can't exist. do that in sincerity. These it times. can't exist.
0: It's not legal. It's, you would get arrested for doing, you know, most of the things you did back then. You know, there's a lot more surveillance. You know, there's a lot more people watching you. You you know, you just couldn't do it. Um, you know, the decadence and debauchery were. Um, it's
1: too cliche.
0: Yeah, it was. It was just. It just can't. It was too cliche. It just couldn't exist. You know, it can't, and it couldn't be replicated today in mainstream music. Like, if it, it couldn't be authentic. There's no way it could be. And these bands knew that. So they were going to make, like... And you can't have a rock star like that anymore. I mean, you guess some people get away. Very few, though. Like, back then, sort of everyone was a rock star, you know? And, you know, they don't... We, we just don't have the character anymore to be rock stars. You can't handle it today. There's too much going on. There's too much technology. So it's very difficult to be a rock star in this climate. But, you know... You would have bands and i remember when this guys these guys came out like about 20 years ago the darkness they're from england
1: 20 years ago
0: i think it's like 20 years ago yeah
1: really
0: yes I, this early 2000s darkness that is
1: not 20 years ago it
0: was, maybe 15 years ago early 2000s these guys are big they're from england and they had a more of a dirtier sound but they were kind of trying to relive that whole you know that chaos and that debauchery of the hair metal days you know, they were sort of, they were more, they were a little more like replicating a, uh, a 70s glam metal band more than a hair metal band.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so it was a little safer. They were kind of getting into it slowly, you know. It was sort of, it was funny music though, it was sort of a parody. You know, so... They, they kind of opened the doors to that whole thing. What
1: was that hit song they had? Uh, um, Did you choose another deep cut here?
0: This was like their second song, yeah. Uh, the, I, uh, I knew there one song. I believe in the... You hear that voice, you know, that ridiculous sort of falsetto. And I think they were opening... And, you know, they were opening the door to, like, a couple of, like, parody hair metal... But they would all be parody hair metal, bands. No one's gonna really come yeah. out and do it anymore.
1: I could never... Enjoy this because of the parody element.
0: Yeah, like it I is feel a like the
1: people like this is this is contemporary of me. Yeah, once. yeah. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. This is your you know your time. And,
1: and like the type of people like this is like the people who are also really into like tenacious D. Exactly.
0: Yes. Yes. Like, D- yeah. It didn't. I don't think it's really attracted the original it's fans. Not for
1: real music fans. No. no.
0: Yeah, it was kind of just like
1: like I I didn't listen to metal back then. Yeah. But um. Yeah, this was not a gateway to metal.
0: And I think the old metal fans weren't gonna listen to this Oh, it's back! They're, they're not, this isn't gonna do it, you know. Or there's a band. Or
1: silly people. Yeah, that like silly
0: things. It, it, it was silly. It definitely, I think they've now mounted. I think it came out with now a few years ago. I think it's more serious because they're older now. So like, yeah, we're gonna make serious music, like a lot of people do. But, um, and I don't think in this resurgence, I don't think a lot of bands really. Tried this sound. A lot of people just got into more metal things. There's a few bands, and there's one band that's really notable today, and they really are a comedy parody. However, they are completely devoid of any double entendres. They're basically like the mentors, or like Guar, <laughs> lyrically. Um, I've never heard
1: of these guys. But they're
0: pretty popular. Steel Panther. Okay. This song is they 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 just kind of play their debauchery over the top without any double entendres. They go right for the words in this song. You know. They actually made a guitar pedal called The Pussy Melter. It's actually a really good guitar pedal. It's like impossible to find actually. But it gives you that sound of 80s hair metal. But these guys basically go straight for it. You know no, um, no metaphors. This song is called <laughs> Glory Hole. Okay? And it's about getting your dick sucked in the glory hole. There's no like you're not going to be like Motley Crue or Poison and just going to use all this other language. They're saying I'm going there. I'm going to get my dick sucked in the glory hole. That's it. So they're, in a way, like the mentors in a way, or like Guar. They're like going right for it. Only they're doing it in the style of eighties hair metal, like Poisoners. and it's basically a parody act. They dress up and everything, and it's it's almost like a vaudeville show. Yeah,
1: this is like a joke.
0: It is. It's absolutely a joke. Um, but they're very popular still, and that's their gimmick. Because
1: they're not they're not trying to be like offensive, yeah. really.
0: They're just saying the words, like they're just. <laughs> they're, they're, they're telling you all the truths of what happened back then in plain English. They're not going to hide anything. They're not going to, you know, because they don't have to. Where are
1: these guys from?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure.
1: We don't need to know. Yeah, we don't need it's, it's not
0: important. These guys obviously aren't a real band. They're a comedy act. It's like a half music, half comedy act. They basically play up all the stereotypes of being a hair metal band, you know, being inspired by Poison and Molly Crew. They're just doing that whole thing. And, you know, they're making a show, maybe old people, a lot of old people like to go to the show, like, oh, that's fun, you know, this is how I remember it, you know, but, you know, this is saying sucking is, Poison or Motley Crue would never say sucking my cock, they they couldn't say that back then, you couldn't say, you know, maybe like Wasp would say it, a little bit, like not even, they wouldn't even push that, and they were considered explosive, these guys blow away Wasp with the language, you know
1: it's a little
0: disarmed the way they're doing it like they're not saying it aggressively yeah well they're doing it yeah yeah they're doing it amusingly. yeah yeah they're not doing it yeah they're not doing it like you know they're not doing it with any rage or anything.
1: i would say actually cherry pie is more risque than this song yeah cherry
0: because cherry pie like they're serious they're serious they're like yeah you know we're we're men yeah they're being like as misogynistic as as possible without like knowing it they're like to, to a band like Warren, that's normalized, that sort of misogyny back then. That's just like, what? Like, what are you? These guys are like, ha, funny, misogyny, funny, right? And, and no one's gonna be offended by this. They're like, oh, that's funny, yeah. We know you guys are joking. But, you know, Warren wasn't joking.
1: Yeah, so you these guys are joking.
0: You could look back at Warrant and be like, you guys are shithead. You guys are fucking assholes. You know, but these, no one's ever gonna call these guys that. Cause, you know, fine. I'm glad they're having
1: fun. They're
0: having fun. It is funny. You know, I'd like to try the guitar pedal, the pussy. Those supposed To be awesome, everyone's like, it's awesome, but anyway, that's that's our take on the history of hair metal. That's right, I did it, and Bon Jovi's not that bad. So, what did we learn from this episode? Mm,
1: I feel like it all went in one, at, one ear out the other. Is it one
0: of those things again? Is, are, are we gonna know less about hair metal after <laughs> you listen know to this?
1: Less. That's what Can I do. We turn this song off? Oh, sorry,
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that was our show on hair metal, people. Um I'll I'll probably do more ridiculous episodes on worst forms of music.
1: I just think it's I mean none of the song I mean some of the songs are terrible. Yeah. But even for the best ones, it's like at the same time, like the glory days of thrash was happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
1: it's like yeah. So even at the same if, time. even it's even the stuff we were like this was good, like this is the good Motley Crue album. It's like yeah. Whatever. Like
0: I've learned to like this. <laughs> you know, good
1: for hair metal. <laughs>
0: I was always just, you know, had to avoid, you know, it's like, I can't listen to that. that's That was hair metal, you know, in my metal days, you know, like my my first metal days, you know, when I first got into heavier stuff, like in the 90s. But then, like,
1: hair metal
0: was old then. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, it was like this forgotten thing that would never come back. You know, no one ever thought it would ever come back. Most of those bands were dead, you know, at the time. They were just the lowest point possible. Of course, a lot of regular metal bands at the time, when I was listening to my heaviest music, were dead. Even Metallica was kind of in a very low point. You know, Megadeth was dead, Slayer was dead, Anthrax was dead. You know, they were all dead. I was finding older, heavier bands from the past that, you know, were mostly all dead, too. You know, I was just looking for heavier, heavier stuff at the time. And, you know, this stuff was just not even, you know, on the radar. It was never, it was in some dark crevice that was trying to be forgotten. But it always comes back, you know?
1: I mean, for you, I feel like you enjoy it for nostalgia reasons. Yeah,
0: it it means, you know, uh, this was everything I listened to. And I would listen to the radio. And this stuff was on the mainstream. That's the thing. Like today, music like this would never be on the mainstream. Uh, It was like what was being played back then on constant heavy rotation on a lot of radio stations and on MTV. You know, it it, was just really just kind of surreal these days that they would sort of, you know give credit to music with guitars in it, because that's not really... I mean, you really have to... that's very few bands, like maybe Greta Van Fleet, but not even nearly as much as, like, you know, if you listen to really just regular pop radio, probably they're not going to play Greta Van Fleet.
1: I really yeah. don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't think they are. I mean, they're going to play, like, you know... Who knows? They're going to play... Uh, what's it's that band? Bad everyone, stuff. They're, yeah, they're going to play... Uh, you what's know, the, what's the that, stuff. What's that band everyone hates? We're I don't want to talk about Maroon Five. Anymore. No, that them, but you know, not just <laughs> no, them. but about the one that Gary Holt wants to kill? What would they call? Uh, it? I, I talked. We mentioned like nine thousand times.
1: We should stop. I the, should,
0: the, the, can't remember the name. Yeah, we, you know what I'm talking about, but you know, I figure they're, they're talking about people like that. You know, like that's going to be played, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. But
1: as someone who has no nostalgic connection to these songs, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like yes. I don't see any value to
0: that. The, the value in this podcast is we're getting an old person versus a young person, a person that lived I mean, his childhood. Young.
1: I was born in '80s. Yeah, you're not like
0: that so, much younger than me, but, but you was, totally miss this stuff. I did. You, yeah, as you know, when I was a little kid, I was missing you know any like early '80s post punk or whatever. You know, that didn't wasn't a part of my thing. So you know, I, I didn't really start hearing music until 1984, or 1983. You know, that's when I first you know kind of was getting what music was so yeah so yeah i grew up with all this stuff in most of the excessive years of this stuff you know and but you know the influence of it would be very brief on me you know i would start getting into of course metallica and ozzy and black sabbath in the late 80s and but this stuff was still relevant though it wasn't disrespected at that time yet until i think until of course guns and roses came out and really started changing everything and Gus Rose is one of those rare bands that could just go through it and power through it and be like, we're just going to, you know, they made sort of a very aggressive L.A. kind of album. Then they went into this huge double album in the 90s, which was totally relevant. You know, this, you know, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which was just, you know, this iconic album. And nothing could stop these guys but themselves. And they did stop themselves by just doing I mean, are
1: they necessarily hermitful?
0: Guns N' Roses? No. That they were they just, you know, came up with that in that scene though.
1: Okay. That's the thing.
0: They came up on the That's Sunset Strip. Like, I
1: think there will be people discovering Guns N' Roses. So There'll always be people discovering Metallica, Slayer, uh, you know, Candle Yeah. Uh, you know, Thrash Doom, those kinds of metal. People will not be discovering hair metal.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing.
1: You're not gonna have like the cool high school who's like into weird old music. There's not like, gonna
0: be a scene
1: poison.
0: with hipsters. Ever
1: heard of Poison?
0: Yeah, that's not really gonna happen. It's gonna have more old people. They're gonna remember it and they're gonna feel okay to like it now. Whereas maybe they were kind of hiding, like, or they just forgot about it. You know, like, oh yeah, remember Poison? Remember, you know, I got laid to that song. You know, like that's gonna come out with like guys older than me mostly, like guys in their fifties now at this day. That's gonna mean a lot to them. That's where they're coming of age too, whereas you know it's not gonna so be. So re- we're
1: gonna see more stuff like the dirt, is what you're saying.
0: I hope so. Like
1: that was made for that those people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was absolutely made for that age group that really Motley Crew really see a lot more that went that saw Motley Crew
1: idealization. Yeah, I
0: hope it's just done better. This you know, hey, maybe a Metallica movie, that'd be cool. You know, like it, you know, would probably, you know, hopefully they did that well. It was, it's okay, like, hey, it's Metallica. You want to put money towards that? Maybe put a few, you know. Maybe like a hundred million for that I one. I want
1: to watch Metallica.
0: That'd be biopics. cool. I'd watch it. You know,
1: I'm done with biopics.
0: But they'd probably tr- they probably do something wrong and it would trigger a lot of people. Oh yeah. You know, it's very easy to trigger people with that one. You know, people get very furious. Gary, I could just picture It's like. What wrong? I I don't It'll what? be
1: Gary. It'll be Gary who gets locked up. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it would just piss off. Yeah, it would just definitely. It's 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 risky. You gotta do it right. You know. Anyway. Anyway, that's uh, you know. There's never gonna be a hipster movement with hair metal. Like there's a hipster movement with, <laughs> well, with black metal. There's a hipster music, you know, with doom metal. You know, it's it's you know you, you know when we go to the shows, you know, what's what's out there? You yeah, know, the
1: kids get into that. Absolutely,
0: but... younger kids than me. You know, I shudder the day
1: that.
0: Yeah, it's not gonna happen.
1: Kids that get stuff. into hair. No, it's not
0: gonna happen. It's it's not it's not like I said. It came back only as a parody. So it has not really come back? And a lot of these bands today, a lot of these people take our legends, you know, in music. Of course, they're icons. Of course, they won't be forgotten. Like you know, Bon Jovi. You know. He won't be, you know, people people will never be like, Oh, that loser. No one's ever gonna say that about Bon Jovi. Well,
1: he's not hair metal. Yeah, I he yeah, he was it.
0: he was able to just not let it get out of control, you know? So yeah, it's true. He really isn't, technically. He's like just Bruce Springsteen with hairspray. Um so yeah, that's it. I just keep talking, people. Let's end this thing, huh? So thanks again for listening. Be sure to follow us on social media, including Twitter, at metal, Facebook, at metal, Instagram, at MetalIsLiveHairs, which I never put anything on. Why do we even, why, why do we need an Instagram? Like, what am I really going to put on there? You no, know, we, should, we should put, like, little videos on there, like, of of us just, like, doing the show. Just, like, a little, they're probably the best thing to put on there, like, a little five-second or ten-second thing. Yeah, you just, you know, go, oh, look, look, everyone, we're doing the show! You know, it would distract us, probably. Yeah, you know, that's why we... Because, you know, I'll just put, like, a picture of something and just put hashtags I don't even know how to use, right? I'll try it again. I'll put a picture of, like, a hair metal band. I'll put it up there just to get attention. I don't know. Or email me at yourlivesmetal at gmail.com. Tell me something. Tell me about hair metal, man. You know, tell me, like, hey, why are you doing an episode of hair metal? Man? I thought this was about metal. You know, I don't want to, you know, maybe it'll trigger some of you because I covered a very kind of left-wing, uh, you know, very curveball subject like this. I don't know. Be sure to subscribe to us. Here lives metal on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Don't forget to rate us, even if you hate us. This podcast sucks, only you have the power to destroy. it. Once again, it's my passion to bring you, listener, these tales of metal. However, if you'd like to support the show, your donations are highly appreciated. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash metal. Send me your money. You never do, but does it even work? I know you're all trying, but you're like, yeah, we tried to send you a million dollars. It didn't work. Maybe I should check. I don't know. Does, does it tell you when you get money? It probably does, right? I'm sure. right. It's like you got a penny. Listen, you, you, it'd be very important. It'd come up as a major thing on Google. It'd come as a very important message. Yeah. So don't be sending me any money. I'll admit it. Jesus, we've been on it for two hours. We gotta go, people. I gotta edit this. Okay. It's too many I Thank you. I, I, I had to, to tell the tale of metal. We'll edit it. People, next week is the news. And there's a lot of news, people. All kinds of news. So many things have happened. All right. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Have a good one. Thank you. Stay
1: metal.